This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, everybody. This is Another Digital Citizen, episode 219. My name is Luke, and I have Fro here with me. Hello, Fro. Hello, me. And I also have Tilly here. Hi, Fro. Hi, Tilly. Sorry. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Her name is also Fro. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm just so used to it. <laughs> fro and Fro. <laughs> <laughs> the two Fro's. We could be a comedy duo. Fro. Yes, we we cheer the UK with our act. I can't we tour Norway. I've seen all of the yeah. ducks. <laughs> well, especially now. <laughs> Guess what I have beside me? What do you have beside you? I have a Christmas soda. List. It's Christmas soda time. Explain to the listeners what we were doing, like I say every week. In Norway, they have Christmas sodas. And they have a Christmas soda competition between towns, between Norwegian uh, breweries, and they compete for the best Christmas soda. Fro found a bunch of those. Not all of them. We couldn't do all of them, I don't think, right? That would no, be impossible, no. probably. That would be impossible. Without a stomach ache, at least. And uh, he's going to do one right now. What, what Christmas soda are we doing, Fro? We are doing one from Bergen this time, look. Oh, we're trying we Yes, we are doing the Bergen Christmas soda. So, let's open this. Uh, this is a big bottle. There we have the... Okay, let's do this now. Ooh. Wow, that doesn't smell like raspberry at all. Oh. I, have n I have no clue what that smells like. I know what it smells like. It smells like cranberry juice. Huh. I wonder if okay. there's... It's, suppo I'm, it's supposed to taste like strawberry. Okay. You mean raspberry. Uh, raspberry, sorry. Maybe it's a mix of the bo both fruits. We'll see, I guess. Maybe. Well, Let's cranberry see. and raspberry is a classic combo. It sounds good. Mm -hmm. mm. <sighs> okay. Ooh, this is good. Mm. Okay, this is mm, the best Christmas soda I, I've ever had. Ever? Okay. This ever, ever had. Ever, ever. Wow. Wow, yes. yeah. This is this is top-notch. Um, okay, so um, 
the aftertaste is what 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 or this this wants me I, I want to drink this whole bottle right now. <laughs> I want to hang I want to hang up with you and make love with this bottle. It's that good. Um it it has a very, very, very clear uh, so this is from Hansa Bregeri in Bergen. It's just called uh, Christmas soda. It's a uh, porch eating Santa, or as it uh, looks like to think it is a cocaine filled uh, masterpiece. Um, but yeah, the taste of raspberry is super clear. It tastes like it it is like freshly uh, uh, taken from the field and put directly into the soda. Huh. But it has this very clearly cranberry aftertaste. Oh yeah, I know that. And yeah, and it is amazing. I give this a ten out of ten. Look. Okay, believe it or yeah. not, when I drink cranberry juice, the aftertaste is the thing I don't like about cran cranberry juice. I like everything else about cranberry juice except the aftertaste. Yeah, so but that's the, weird. The, but this has a, has an aftertaste of cranberry juice combined with uh, raspberry, right? And it's just like like uh, uh, this. Uh, the smell was a little like, well, this is weird uh, because it tastes more like raspberry than it, it tastes like cranberry. Huh. Just to be extremely clear, so uh, I I couldn't I can uh, almost couldn't like taste the cranberry. There, there's a little like hint of cranberry in it, but not not as much as you would think it would be. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is definitely be better than my local soda. Sorry, little Hamid. <laughs> yeah. All right, you tell it. We got to talk shop a little bit before we get into the news. Uh, Thursday show next week because Wednesday is Christmas and Tuesday. American time is Christmas for Fro because he's 12 hours ahead of me, basically. <laughs> so we're going to do the show on Thursday. So just to let everybody know, the show will be out a day late next week. Uh, yes. Thursday, everybody. Thursday show Thursday. next week. Thursday. <laughs> Don't panic. We will be here. <laughs> I promise. Exactly. Uh... Okay, let's get into the news. Right now, impeachment is going on, uh, and they're probably going to impeach Trump. We'll probably talk about that next week because it's currently going on. So, uh, I guess we'll do a little video later about it, but uh, let's get into why Tilly's here, the election in the UK. Why don't you go right into this, Tilly? Wow. Well, to be honest, what I said last week that I'd love to be on the show, I was kind of hoping for a different result. <laughs> We've had a bit of the uh, America-style election this time where uh, the Conservatives, who are the bad guys, boo, have ended up winning by quite a big margin. And Labour, the, the good guys, the, the Bernie Sanders type deal, have actually lost seats in the Houses of Parliament compared to what they had before the election. Right, I got the numbers right here. Uh, 365 <laughs> for the Conservatives, 203 for Labour. That's minus 42 seats for labor and 
plus six, 66 for the Conservatives. So not only did the Conservatives take a bunch from Labour, they obviously took some from the Lib Dems, the SMPs, and other places. Uh, I think yeah. a lot from... Well, how many did the Brexit party have before this? Because I know they have zero now, <laughs> by the way, Fro. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they didn't have any at all. They, they didn't have any. Oh, okay. Yeah, the that was the worst thing. ever. The Brexit party and UKIP, neither of those have any power at all. But who needs it when you've got the Conservatives in government? <laughs> this is The figures I've got, I think, are over the UK. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've just got the, the ones for England, because that actually says that Labour lost 59 seats and the Conservatives gained 47. Which just, I mean, come on, Britain. We are... I know a lot of people who are poor and one person that I know has just been in a homeless shelter. This government has failed them time and time again. We've had them for, what, nine years and they've screwed over the the poor, the disabled, the people that are struggling. And these people are still voting for them in droves, apparently. And this is the thing we got to talk about is, was this... Did it all come down to that this was just the Brexit vote again and nobody paid attention to any of the policies? Because I think if anybody paid attention to the policies Jeremy Corbyn was talking about and the policies that uh, Boris Johnson was talking about, then there would have been a different result. But I don't think anybody cared about anything but Brexit. No, I think there's it's a two-pronged thing because there's Brexit and wanting to get Brexit done. And then there was people not liking Jeremy Corbyn. Right, and okay. people hating Jeremy Corbyn has outshone every... Which is, you know, the, and with Brexit and Jeremy Corbyn, because he didn't have a stance on it, he said, you know, I want to let the people decide. Everybody that voted Brexit, even though I did, I didn't agree with this, but everybody was, oh, well, he, he just wants to stop it and he's just not saying it. Meh, 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 meh. No, he was going to put a... He was going to do another referendum. And the people for Brexit were scared of that. There was also the huge, huge campaign against him, paid for by the Conservatives. And a lot of people were listening to that. Especially people that aren't the most intelligent people. I mean, there are a lot of intelligent people that also got caught up in it and might believe it. But there's a lot of people, you know, the the bog-standard... I don't, I don't want to be disparaging and horrible and just say, oh, it's only stupid people that voted Conservative, but a lot of people that were believing the bullshit right. had to be gullible to believe the bullshit, <clears throat> to believe that the Conservatives aren't going to sell off the NHS when they've already started doing it. That to believe that... Jeremy Corbyn's the racist Corbyn one. Is the and, well, yeah, apparently you're, Corbyn... You're sorry. breaking up a little bit for some reason. Sorry. Oh, it's probably my anger getting in the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, everybody's saying that Corbyn is a terrorist sympathiser when the guy won a peace prize for helping to stop the troubles in Ireland. Uh, this, this isn't a guy that, just because he's spoken to these groups, doesn't mean that he was with them and supporting them. He just knows that you have to be able to start up a dialogue to fix situations like that. Right, and that he's... Anti or he's anti-Semitic because he's pro-Palestine, which you, it's one thing or the other. Apparently, you can't be pro-Palestine and not be anti-Semitic, is what they're saying. Yeah. And and everybody's also not looked at the fact that since he's been in power, he's 
either sacked or made them leave anybody that is anti-Semitic in Labour Party. That got lost in everything. It's like, oh, he just did that for show. Like, well, if he was anti-Semitic, surely he'd want people that felt the same as him still with him, not go looking for them to sack them. What was your initial feeling about this fro when you first saw Conservative Ed one? Uh, I was extremely, extremely sad. Uh, then I got a little more happy because uh, if I if I ever I, I should have done a, a prediction on 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 uh, that party instead because uh, if I, I if I say a party will have the best election ever. That means they get zero seats in the parliament. <laughs> so I should have said, oh, the conservatives will win. And and, and have a the, roaring success, which is what you said about the right. Brexit party. But I, I right. want to put into perspective to you, Fro, that the Brexit party did basically come out and say, we're giving all of our power over to Boris Johnson. So in a way, right. they helped this happen. And so you yeah. are in a you were in a way correct, Fro. Believe it or not. <laughs> well, yes, but n not in the way I thought. I no, was not thinking. no, no. But in a roundabout way, you could say that the Brexit Party definitely did do well because th this is what they wanted, uh, and they right. helped make it happen. Uh, a lot of people now here in America, including Joe Biden, this week comparing. This loss uh, to if Bernie Sanders was to become the nominee in America. What do you think about mm -hmm. that, Tilly? Um, well, yeah, probably. Because a lot of people are um, also relating it to the Trump and Hillary and that Hillary just wasn't likable enough. But Bernie Sanders is far more like Jeremy Corbyn. And I'm sure a lot of people that liked Hillary wouldn't like Sanders. Fro, what do you think about that? Well, I I don't especially like Corbyn, but uh, I would still vote Labour. I mean, the man man is is quite unlikable, to be honest. But uh, yeah, so I, I I don't think the current comparison is as good as they think it is because. I think uh, Bernie has more, uh, much more charisma than than Corbyn does. I think that's true. Uh, you can't really call Bernie anti-Semitic either. That really doesn't work, even though they're going to try right. to do it, which they already are trying to do it. But I think one big difference uh, that when people do make comparisons of the two is uh, Jeremy Corbyn is fighting for uh, was fighting for the NHS. Bernie Sanders is fighting for Medicare for All. Those are very similar, right? But we don't yeah. have anything like that yet at all. So people are literally dying because of this, where Jeremy Corbyn is fighting for something that already exists. So it's a little... Yeah. Uh, it's not as big of a fight, maybe? And so I think that's where the comparison really differs. Yeah. Because, I mean, we... As a country over here, we can look at the USA and say, look what's happening over there look at you know there's a lot of americans that have been posting how much it costs to have a baby or if an ambulance gets called for you and you get taken into hospital and how much you have to pay and everybody over here is just kind of going la 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 that'll never happen here and it's already happening <laughs> like it's on its way right it's the toad in the boiling water it's like they don't yeah. 
realize that the temperatures get rising and everybody's like, whatever, Boris Johnson is fine. I like it warm anyway. All right, anything else on the election before we move on to something else in the UK? There is one point okay. that um, I'd like to talk about a little bit. The way that the whole system works doesn't make any sense to me. Because we, you vote in your constituency for who you want to be your member of parliament. Mm-hmm. And then if they win the seat, as in they win in their little area, then that goes towards the main count for the party to be in charge. Right. Which means that there was actually more people voted for the Green Party than for Labour or Conservative, if you go by individual votes. But yet Conservatives are in power. Really? I didn't that, know that. Yeah. That blows my mind entirely. Because but, like, what, how does that system work? How is that? I guess it would be because, uh, like, in the ma- the big cities like London and uh, other places, the bigger cities, there's a co- concentration of people, right? So there's a lot more people in those big areas that are voting yeah. for maybe green or labor. And then outside in the smaller uh, rural places, that's probably more where they're voting conservative. I'm looking at the maps map right now, and they're definitely, if you look around London, it's just red, just solid red. Um, but if you age groups as well. The under twenty fives, right? It was in like ninety five percent voted Labour, right? And okay. then the old got the more blue it got. This is very it's similar to what you see in America, though. If you go to, if you yeah. look at Los Angeles or New York, it's solid Democrat, you know. Uh, but then you go outside and around those areas, and then it becomes conservative in the farmlands and things like that. It's very similar as far as like the demographics go, uh, when it comes to voting. As far as, like, it's a class, there's class separation, there's, uh, as well as voter separation as far as parties, but then, like you said, there's, now, there's also this gender divide that's also happening, it's all happening at once, it's very, sep- uh, we're being pulled apart in, in three different ways. Yeah, that's it. It's also very, very interesting for me that, uh, uh the two big losers of the night, was uh, Corbyn and the Lib Dem uh, leader that didn't even get her fucking seat in the parliament. Yeah. That I has, I, I felt so sad for her. She she lost to the SNP edition, didn't she? I think so. She just wasn't. Yeah. She wasn't very. I don't know. Nobody was talking about her. Nobody was interested in her. She wasn't oh. appearing in many places. Okay. And they were very much, the Lib Dems were very, um, we don't want Brexit. And even people right. that don't want Brexit are kind of sort of, well, democracy did say that, you know, there was 50 whatever percent wanted exactly. it. So we should at least vote again. You can't just say no, <laughs> you can't have it. And the Lib Dems have always been, <laughs> they're all wishy-washy and... They're the yeah, Democrats no. here in America are like the equivalent to the Lib Dems there is what what I'm to understand. As far as policies mm. go. And Labour is farther left than our Democrats are. Right. Because Labour's... They, they try to be... Well, they, they were trying to be centralist. They're more... With Corbyn, they were more left of centre. Right. But Corbyn's now stepped down... Exactly. Or stepping down as leader until they find a good one. But yeah, and also... That he's had for 35 yeah. years, he's been consistently voted for 
in Islington North. That's bloody good going, especially for a Labour MP. Yeah, and also it's it's kind of weird that uh, the leader of uh, a party that has seats in the parliament doesn't get her seat. I find that very, very, very special. Uh, yeah. and it, I mean, it's, it's is a, she still the leader or is she going to have to step down? Well, she's she's totally new, new in her job. She 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 became the leader of of uh, the party f- like maybe six months ago or something like that. Yeah, because I'm sure you can't be a leader of a party that if you're not a member of parliament, because you wouldn't be allowed. I don't to think so. No. That wouldn't make sense. No. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one positive to take out of this to kind of wrap it up. Uh, here in America, once Donald Trump got in, the uh, the people started seeing what was wrong with the system itself. So when you were talking about there's a problem with the voting system as far as the Greens getting more votes and everything else, maybe if now that Boris Johnson is in there solid, once he starts doing really crappy things, especially to the NHS and other things, people are, are going to get mad, and that's when you get a turnaround and we even go farther left uh, and get yeah. back to a Jeremy Corbyn thing when people realize going this way was a horrible idea. So it, that could be a silver lining in the future. Yeah, when I was getting really upset, because I was I was very anxious the night of the election, and then the next day I was really depressed, and Dick said the exact same thing. He was like, this is actually probably a positive, because more people that were on the fence or that were really pro-conservative will now see and they'll be changed. And at least there were 10 million people that voted Labour. That's a lot of people in this little country. Right. And all of us have got a voice and (laughs) none of us have been changed to thinking that this is a brilliant thing. And I think it's just it's lighting the fire people that didn't have a fire before. That makes sense. Speaking of your little country, Prince Andrew, uh, your prince, or is he a prince anymore there? Do we call him Prince Andrew anymore? Yeah, he'll always be, his mum will always be the queen, he'll always be the prince. Right, I guess you can't just, you can't have your title, like, (laughs) stripped from you. I don't know, maybe you could. Uh, I think you're knighted. You can definitely take a knighthood away. Oh, really? I don't think you can take a prince. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Prince Andrew Recuser of Virginia Roberts Griffray says, I'm not suicidal uh, in case something happens to me, in a tweet. Uh, uh, Let's see. She said she's not suicidal in case... uh, Oh, because many evil people want to silence her. Uh, She said, FBI will kill her to protect the ultra-rich and well-connected. If something happens to me in the sake of my family, do not let this go away and help me protect them. Too many evil people want to see me quieted, is what she said. That must be a terrifying Yeah, and we had this news uh, last week, uh, but we couldn't go with it because we only had one news source on this so we 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 have laid on this for for a week because we 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 couldn't confirm that this was true well i mean we could confirm the 
tweet, but we couldn't confirm that she had actually sent it or, uh, like, it wasn't some, you know, hacker right. or something like that, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it does get kind of difficult when things are all Twitter. Right. Uh, if it was just her coming out and saying it in an interview, it would be different. Uh, and the, most of the sources that were reporting on it, even, what, Thursday and stuff, were like, Fox News, the Daily Mail, the Sun, these places, and it's like, okay, I'm going to take these. These news sources are maybe not the best. Uh, no. In an er, in UK interview earlier this month, she said, he knows what happened, I know what happened, there's only one of us telling the truth, is what she said about him. Uh, yeah, and Ghislaine Maxwell is still out there, by the way. Yeah, what's she, what she up to? <laughs> Other than hiding, <laughs> I'm guessing. Laying very, very low. We also had another story uh, about Epstein this week, Fro. Uh, that was related to a story we did last week. Why don't you tell us about that, Fro? Yeah. <laughs> yes. We, we, we talked about the, the banana on the wall, wall last week uh, that a man ate. And uh, after that, uh, someone actually came and wrote... Uh, Epstein didn't kill himself on the wall <laughs> where the banana was and was uh, arrested by police uh, for vandalizing the uh, artwork. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is very strange because last week we covered that a guy came up and ate the banana off the wall. So that that wasn't vandalizing it, Fro. Right. And he didn't get arrested. Right. He was he was set free and was oh I'm just an artist. I'm I was just a hungry artist. This guy came up and did this <laughs> and was arrested. So hmm, what's going on? I think um, obviously my conclusion is is that the hungry artist and the banana artist were clearly working together. Don't you think? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Did you hear about the banana art, Tilly? No, I didn't. I've got to be honest. Okay, so this guy taped a banana to a wall and sold sold it for $120,000. Twice. Oh, God. And then a guy, another artist, came into the gallery and just pulled the banana off the wall and ate it. And then uh, they sold another one for $150,000 after that. Jesus, God, I need some bananas and some tape. Right. Uh, so it was a big hoopla. And then this guy this week, uh, like Fro said, uh, not this week, it was actually last week, but it was, I think it happened on Tuesday or Wednesday, something like that, like right before we were going to do the show. Uh, this guy wrote, uh, Epstein didn't kill himself and was arrested. Right, exactly. Not, not, that's the, not the only thing uh, that is Epstein related to the delay. Because a man calling himself Epstein didn't kill himself is attempting to run for, for president in New Hampshire. Oh, my gosh. Well, he was mm -hmm. denied. He tried to run, but they wouldn't let him. Right. Right. Yeah. Because of his name? or I guess so. Yes. I don't know. Find a different reason. I would assume that to run for president, you name on your driver's license has to be the same as the thing on the <laughs> uh, right you would think but i don't know maybe not he might, yeah. might be change it legally i don't know what the rules are over there for oh yeah I, I think you could but i i've I, I remember a story where some parents tried to name their kids something dumb and the the 
hospital wouldn't let them do it or the people who were changing the name wouldn't let them do it. So I think there are rules like you can't you couldn't name yourself the N word over yeah. and over again, right? So yeah. Oh, that would be hilarious. Uh, I want a white lady to call herself. Right. <laughs> or even <laughs> no, a, a, a little tiny kid and you call at, you're like at the playground with all the moms around and there's like the sandbox and you yell at your kid to come uh, get in the car. <laughs> all the moms are like, oh my God. Um, right. Francis... AMF watchdog finds Bloomberg News 5 million uh, euros over a hoax. Okay. Uh, Francis Market Watchdog AMF said on Monday that it find the news agency Bloomberg News 5 million euros, about $5.5 million, for publishing a hoax press release related to a construction group, Vincenzi, in November of 2016. Uh, this is interesting because we covered Bloomberg News recently, Fro, if you remember this. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, Bloom the guy who owns this, the name of it, Bloomberg Tilly, is running for president now. Did you know that? I didn't, know. Okay, so this uh, billionaire is running for president, uh, Mike Bloomberg, uh, which I sent Fro, like, his first speech he went out and did on the campaign trail. Did you watch that, oh. Fro? Yep. This guy is not a good public speaker. He is awful. Dude. I don't know how we didn't see more like jokes and like comedy bits about that speech because it was so awful. Uh, I'll post that on our Twitter after we get done with the show. Um, but Bloomberg News, uh, like I said, they published a hoax press release. Uh, Bloomberg News, which competes with Reuters, which is where I'm reading it from, uh, said... We regret that AMF did not find and punish the perpetrator of the hoax and choose instead to penalize a media outlet that was doing its very best to report on what appeared to be newsworthy information. Uh, but on November 22nd, 2016, Vincenzi shares, shares, so like the shares of this stock, lost as much as 18% following the hoax statement that said the group would revise its 2015-2016 accounts. So, this is something where it could be, if they do more investigations, some kind of uh, stock market tampering, where you put out a fake news story, it drops the stock, you buy up the stock, and then the stock goes back up and you make a bunch of money, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Makes more sense than stocks have ever made to me. <laughs> okay, so this is a new. This is if this is true, this is a news organization trying to mi manipulate global stock markets, which is real. That's crazy to think about. Well, I don't put anything past them. And it's Especially not only a newspaper; it's a newspaper owned by a guy who's running for president of the United States. Yeah, the corruption runs deep in this one. <laughs> what do you think about that, Fro? Yeah, no, I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm surprised that uh, uh, they are fighting so against this because it's clearly that they uh, fucking did this. Uh, I'm very happy that the watchdog uh, find finds them, and it's it's also very clearly that 
Bloomberg should not run for president. It says but here. I, I'm, I'm, oh, sorry. Go yes. ahead. No, I'm. I'm. I, we we are going to talk about it a little later. But I'm. I'm very shocked to see who who is going to be in uh, the debate uh, uh, this coming week, uh, and uh, it, it it surprises me that he he he. Uh, he is getting as low numbers as he gets. Uh, doesn't he have money to buy advertising? According to what I've seen in the last... Uh, since he's gotten in, he spent $100 million on advertising. But mostly Ooh. in, like, the new, the first bunch of states. So he's trying to set himself oh. up in the first bunch of states, but he's still... Even with a hundred million dollars in advertising, he's at like four percent. Yeah, so he's not—he's not a contender in any way whatsoever. He's just—I don't know—wasting a bunch of money because he's rich and he can waste a bunch of money, I guess. Yeah, see that it makes me feel sick. The amount of good that that money could do. Right. There's so many about billionaires and stuff recently, especially because of all the tax avoidance and everything over here. And it's just why? Why are they? Why throw so much money at something? As soon as you realize it's not working, stop it. What he <laughs> Stop it and do something else. He actually just started getting in, so it's pretty new, Tilly. Uh, he's not going to be in any of the debates. Uh, he's just spending all this money because he says he doesn't believe any of the current candidates can beat Trump. So why don't you just give $100 million to the Democratic Party to beat Trump? Mm. Right? Why, do you, why are you the one that has to do it? Why not give them the money to do it? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, because he's a superhero, Luke. That's right, why. He, I'm Batman. Um, <laughs> but according to Obama, he wouldn't be a good leader anyways because Barack Obama says women are indisputably better at leading than men. Did you hear about mm. this? Didn't hear it, but I like it. <laughs> uh, well, we'll get into why it is actually a bad thing. Uh, well... Kind of a bad thing and kind of not a bad thing, but uh, he's former President Barack Obama on Monday said women aren't perfect but are indisputably better as leaders than men. Uh, speaking at a private event uh, in Singapore, he said, Now women, I just want you to know you are not perfect, but what I can say is you're indisputably, uh, oh, is say pretty indisputably is that you're better than us men. Uh, if you look out at the world and you look at the problems, it's usually old people, usually old men, not getting out of the way, uh, Obama said. It's important for political leaders to try to remind themselves that you were there to do a job, but you're not there for life. You're not there in order to prop up your own self, uh, sense of self-importance or your own power. 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 Sorry. I'm surprised that Obama is aiming at Klobuchart uh, supporter. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. well, what do you think about this, Tilly? And then I'll get into what I think about it. Well, the way he's phrased things isn't <laughs> the greatest, to be honest. But he, I do think he has a point. Because if you look at... Historically, if you look at... Um, they always say that behind every strong man is a stronger woman because she's doing everything backstage and he's doing the the worky bits, if you know right. what I mean. 
Sure. So if there's a woman who's been able to work, run the house, run a husband, essentially, because a lot of men still even now need their woman to do things for them because they don't know how to use the washing machine, they don't know how to do this, they don't know how to do that, they get lost with day-to-day stuff, but they're fine in their workplace. Maybe this will put it into perspective. This is another thing he said. I'm absolutely confident that... uh, that for two years, if every nation on Earth was run by women, okay, you would see a significant improvement across the board on just about everything, everything including living standards and outcomes. Do you think that is true? I'm, you can't blanket it like that. No. Right. <laughs> this is the problem it, I have it, with it. it. The woman. Um, but I think it, there is more of a likelihood, maybe. But, it, yeah, it depends on the woman. Anybody that wants to get into power tends to be a bad person. I just don't... See, I don't see the separation between men and women, especially if you're trying to say uh, men and women should be equal. Uh, men and women can be equally evil as well. Just because yeah. you're a woman doesn't mean you're not an evil, horrible person. <laughs> That's Those things don't go together at all whatsoever. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. I also think it's weird... Uh, that he's saying that, uh, what did he say? Uh, well, Fro, what did you think about this? And I'll go and I'll find this quote. Obama is being extremely weird lately. It's like he's trying to set up for Hillary Clinton because it's very clearly that that he's, he's still supporting her and she she's not in the race. So I'm I'm kind of like, who is he trying to support here? <laughs> why? Maybe why is he doing this? with his wife? Has he done something to Michelle that's pissed her off? Oh well, no, they were they were there together at this thing, talking at this uh, at the same thing. But yeah, uh, I think it, it's believe it or not, you know what this more is an attack on Bernie Sanders is what it is. Uh, it is, but 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 but. Uh, all old men old need thing. to get out of the way, is what he said. <laughs> well, uh, then, but then his best best friend and the partner in life, Joe Biden, uh, Joe Biden should move away as well. Then, right? Which is funny because Joe uh, Barack Obama has not endorsed Joe Biden for president. So right. This is weird. It's at the same time is. Obama is saying, uh, possibly saying, uh, get B- Bernie uh, can't be because he's too. He's an old white guy. At the same oh. time, maybe unintentionally or maybe intentionally, I'm not really sure. He's also saying Joe Biden should not be president. So yeah, like that's why. Like, I'm, yeah, that's why I'm saying I'm I'm surprised he's a Amy Klobuchar person. I didn't know that. Right. Who else could he be behind? Uh, Kamala Harris exactly. isn't, isn't in anymore. No, and and it's definitely not uh, Tulsi Warren. Gabbard. Yeah. No. Oh, you it think that's it? Amy. That could be it, yeah. though, bro. It could be Warren. No. 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 It isn't. What do you think, Tilly? I think maybe he just really wants to see a woman beat Trump. Because he just knows that it will really, really, really piss Trump off. What I read in another article is that there's a book that just came out about 
Barack Obama and his legacy. And Barack Obama thinks that, well, one of the things he really wanted was for Hillary Clinton to win so that he could hand him being the first black president, he could hand the torch off to the first woman president and it would really cement his legacy. So a lot of what Obama is all about is uh, I want to be remembered fondly. Oh, it's all about me and my legacy. And so actually it's been quoted him saying to Joe Biden, hey, before Joe Biden got into the race, Joe, you don't have to do this. You don't have to get into the race. It, it might not be a good idea. Because I think Joe uh, Obama is worried that Joe Biden is going to ruin his legacy with, I mean, all the crap he's already done. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, debates. Is that where we're at? All oh, right. We got a bunch of debate stuff coming up here. So, uh... Trump threatens to skip the debates uh, initially this week. Not obviously not the Democratic debates, but the uh, presidential debates. He had threatened to skip them in a tweet, but then came out again and said that he intends to participate in at least three general election debates. Yeah, I really wish you were. Yeah, you've got to wait and see. Wait and see what he does. Maybe he's just been watching Boris Johnson. It's well, just, you didn't turn up to loads of debates, so maybe if I say I'm not going to, and then I, I might turn up to one or... or oh, right, there know, was the one that he just totally members. skipped it. I remember that, yeah. There was quite a few with uh, Johnson. One of them he sent his dad. <laughs> Who does that? Really? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, maybe yeah, he's taking he said, taking it well, out of their playbook. Yeah, well, it worked, didn't it? Because they won, so maybe Trump's sort of like, ooh... As we're talking to them so much, I've actually seen what he's been doing. That's good. That's good. I'm going to do that. Are all these people that think that uh, UK politics and the system there is a lot like American politics and the system here, are they the same people who follow, like, the royal wedding but are American? And so there's no reason for you to be following the royal wedding? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because in my mind, the American system of governing and uh, electing people is not anything like the UK system. They're totally different. So, I don't know. I don't see a correlation, I guess, but a lot of people do. Uh, it says... It's all about election, isn't it, really? Say that again, sorry. Both sides. Both sides is about deceiving people into making them believe something that you're not actually going to do. So yeah. that you can get their vote. That's true. It's just different the way it goes uh so yeah then the president trump came out and said uh as president the debates are up to me and there are many options including doing them directly and avoiding the nasty politics of a very biased commission talking about um the debate commission uh he would make a, a decision at an appropriate time uh so he it's all like fro said wishy-washy I can't wait for the orange monkey to get out of the White House. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it's been an interesting show, but it's not exactly been a fun one. It's not looking good. I'm feeling like he's going to get back in because, let's say, the only person I see beating him right now is Bernie. That's the only yeah. person who could beat him. And you know what happens if Bernie becomes the nominee? He gets attacked by the left 
and the right. <laughs> because yeah. all the Hillary Clinton people are going to attack him as well as the whole right is going to attack him. Uh, and they're all going to be calling him a socialist and an anti... Everything Jeremy Corbyn plus they're going to attack him with. Uh, yeah. I was just like that's where the uh, similarities are with the fact that the, the, his own party will be like, no, no, not him. Anybody but him. Yeah, they already are saying that. Yeah. Uh, Obama came out and said if uh, Bernie was to surge in the polls that he would come out against Bernie. Obama said that. So, yeah, it's that's true. Uh, in New York, uh, two brothers were arrested for uh, 106 pounds of pot. All right. Uh, the charges were dropped because it was hemp. Oh. oh my god. Uh, a bu- the bust was a bust. Sorry, Tilly, say that again. Did they know it was hemp? Please tell me they didn't think it was weed. Right here it says the bust was a bust. Uh, it could end up with the New York City uh, g- uh, costing them some serious green. Uh, the day after the prosecutors dropped criminal charges in a case... Uh, that spotlighted confusion over hemp and marijuana and the conflicting laws. Uh, these two Brooklyn brothers caught in the chaos took the first te- steps towards suing the city and the police department. Uh, the ordeal began on November 2nd. Arrest and the seizure of 106 pounds of a hemp plant uh, tarnished the, uh, the two's reputations and threatened their livelihoods of selling CBD extracts. Uh, so the police boasted on social media social media about the bust, uh, said the officers relied on field tests that came back positive for m- marijuana, while ignoring lab test results and other paperwork provided that showed that the plants were hemp. So now the two men are suing the New York City Police Department. Damn right. I think it's hilarious. It's a lot of hemp. <laughs> Well, he was using it, he says, for CBD extracts. So, right now, CBD extracts and cannabinol is a really huge industry in America and Canada. Uh, Coca-Cola has a CBD drink in Canada already. Oh, wow. Yeah. We covered it on the show a while back, right? Yeah. I'm sure here soon. Because we've got, even in, like, the pound shop that I go and buy things for a pound, you can get the, the CBD oil for your e-cigarette. It's really? everywhere. Yeah. Really? Okay. It's wow. uh, it's not just the vape shops anymore. It's literally a pound for a little bottle of it. It's not very strong, and it's not, you know, one of your, your proper medicinal ones because they are a lot more expensive and you have to go to certain vendors for them. Right, but yeah, okay. CBD's everywhere. Right, I mean, uh, they have just creams that you can get here. I mean, because it's all legal here, but uh, you just rub it on like a sore muscle that are CBD creams, and they actually work fairly well. Uh, I bet it's ibuprofen creams. I've never used an ibuprofen cream, but I mean, it's better than like Icy Hot or something like that, which is just very temporary relief. Yeah. Uh, We have Democratic debates coming up tomorrow, Tilly. So, uh, I know I'll be watching them. Fro will probably watch them the next day, right, Fro? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Uh, but it was looking like until just yesterday, midday, literally I was sending out the news, 
And right as I was sending out the news, the these people were meeting, uh, it was in turmoil because there was a labor union strike at the place that they were going to hold the actual debate. Uh, a labor dispute entangling Loyola Marymount University. Uh, the union here, Local 11, which announced uh, that it was going to be protesting the Democratic debate uh, over union contract. So they, they want to do a renegotiate, renegotiate their union contracts. So they use this as a time to picket. Uh, all of the 2020 Democratic candidates said they would not cross the picket line. So up until yesterday, it was looking like, oh, no, there's not going to be a debate because none of the candidates are going to show up. Uh or they'll just stand outside. Right, they'll all just stand out. Actually, I bet you if they were still going, Bernie would be out there with the picketers, because that would be great optics, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yesterday, uh, local uh, United Here Local 11 announced a breakthrough. They had enlisted top polling seven candidates. Oh, right. Sorry. Uh, flanked by the... Uh, Local 11, Tom Perez uh, came out saying, this is really important, wonderful day for workers in the labor movement on all for those who believe in the importance of workers and employees coming together through collective bargaining. Uh, So yeah, they came together and they got some kind of deal. We're not really sure, but the debate goes on. So that was kind of an interesting story just because every single one of the candidates said, we're not, we're not going to do this. Could they not just go use a different venue? <laughs> no, it would have been just too late to do that because there's so much behind it. You know, like the TV networks and the audience and all the money that went into it. I don't think they would. Yeah, I don't think they'd be able to just get a new venue right at the last minute. I don't know. What do you think, Fro? Well, but I could arrange a new. You can, you can arrange a party at a place down the road. Just get everybody to turn up and get a book. <laughs> Come on, guys. We're going over here. Yeah, bring all your crap. It's, it's fine. Bring it yeah. all. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> bring your <me a> roast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bring you fruit, fruit cake and brownies. It's all right. Just roll the keg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it it, it is it is uh, it, it was quite funny to follow this because, uh, like Luke said, to uh, right when he had sent out news we 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 got countering news back again that it was all okay so it was kind of funny to follow Uh, okay so uh speaking of the debate the seven qualifying participants andrew yang elizabeth warren bernie sanders tom steyer amy klobuchar Mm -hmm. pete booty judge uh and joe biden Pete Booty Judge. That's his actual name. <laughs> that... Oh my god, what was the other guy called? Is it something louder, Mill? This is the best last names I've ever heard. <laughs> I'll show you how it's spelled. I'm going to put it in the chat how it's spelled there. But yeah, speaking of louder milk, let's go into that video right now. Fro, you want to watch that video? I want to watch that video. 
Okay, so it's on Twitter. This is actually from the impeachment hearing that's happening right now. Let me make sure the volume's pretty good. Okay, there we go. Uh, all right, uh, I'll give you a countdown, Fro. This is from Repu uh, Representative Loudermilk talking about Trump and the impeachment. Uh, so I'm going to give you a countdown in three, two, one, play. Before you take this historic vote today, one week before Christmas, okay. I want you to keep this in mind. When Jesus was falsely accused of treason, the Pontius Pilate gave Jesus the opportunity to face his accusers. Okay. During that sham trial, Pontius Pilate afforded more rights to Jesus than the Democrats have afforded this president in this process. I yield back. Okay, he just said that yeah. Trump is Jesus. Hmm. <laughs> Aren't they the same person? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I didn't know the original. So it's because he's not real. You never know. Uh, uh, Trump. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> Trump's not real. <laughs> Jesus is not real. I mean, it's pretty similar. They're both fake. Uh. This guy's obviously crazy, but I'm getting huge fam the family vibes from this guy, Fro. I'm getting very the family vibes coming off my t uh, my screen right now. Yeah. If you haven't seen that uh, show, uh, Till You Should. Yeah, go I've I've watched at least the first half of it. Oh, like, oh what did you think? Episodes, really interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I've watched it all or not. It's really hard when you've got a little one. Oh, yeah. Because I'm, I'm you start assuming. watching something and all of a sudden everything is just kids' programs. In fact, he's screaming Speaking at of me which, right now. Yeah, we just, that's yeah. the first time yeah. we heard him. Yeah. I might have to let him in. Bear with me one second. Okay. Well, we're done with the news, so you're, we're wel you're welcome to let him in. There we go. Less crying now. He can see his mummy. Come here, Finn. Come and say hello. <laughs> oh, he's looking very confused. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Does he say it? Hello. Well, we heard him say something last time he was on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Say hi. Yeah, that's what he said last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says that a lot. Everything's, what's that? Yeah. He's very confused at the iPad that's talking and he can't see video oh right i see because we're not on the video if is he used to seeing people on the video chat at this point even at this age yeah my nieces are always facetiming with whoever they're talking to while he's there because uh, they want to show him off because i at my age i cannot imagine can you imagine that fro if you were hit like seven and like just video chat was just a thing <laughs> that's no. so weird to think about it really yeah. is. Especially my younger niece, who's uh, 12, and she's constantly FaceTiming her friends. She's on that Musical.ly thing. Where you oh, have a TikTok. Song and you... Wait, it's, it's Music L-Y that she goes on. TikTok now. Uh, they... Oh, is that yeah. what it is? Yeah, right. some Chinese company bought out Musical.ly and made it TikTok, right? It's the same thing, uh, they just, it's a different name, right? Okay. But yeah, she's always... See how, how up-to-date I am? <laughs> but yeah, she's always on that, doing little things. And I find it ever so weird, because I was there, you know, borrowing my friend's camcorder so we could 
record a music video miming to our favourite songs. <laughs> that would never go, it would never show anybody anything. <laughs> right, and now it's people are making millions of dollars off something you would never have showed anybody when you were younger. Right. Wait. All right, Tilly, we're going to wrap up with you here. So uh, any anything you want to say to people? Um, be good to each other. Sounding a bit like Jerry Springer. But, yeah, everything's crap for everybody at the minute, and everybody just needs to be relying or be able to rely on each other. So if you see somebody struggling, try and help them. If you see somebody homeless, I don't know, go and buy them a drink or something. You don't have to give them money. Just be nice. And Merry Christmas. All right. Goodbye, Tilly. Bye. Bye, Tilly. Okay, that was fun. Having Tilly around again. Hopefully she'll be back soon. Yeah. Uh, you know, busy mother. So, uh, Tron Tells the Truth is next. Uh, he's going to talk about Christmas again. This is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. It's been a long year. A very long year. Climate change, climate deniers, conservative win, conservative losers. And now Brexit and Trump and the Democratic nominees campaign. Well, but now it's Christmas, you say. Yes. But I tried to get the Christmas spirit for the last week, but I have not. I listened to Christmas music for three hours last Sunday. I don't have no Christmas spirit whatsoever. I don't, because I know December is not the month of giving or caring or of anything. It's like... Hello, I have to pretend that I give a shit to get more likes on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, you know what they hate most if I go into social media? 24th. Yes, every guy who's been fucking around, or the woman who's been fucking around, try to pretend they are good, perfect family people. Well, that's a problem. I know better. I know all your fucking dirty, sexy little sluts in the whore box. But, again, this is Christmas, the worst time of year. It's nearer, more, more near I come to date, I would feel like one day a year I could celebrate Christmas alone. Yeah. Just turn off the phone 20 seconds and go on a big bender. I would dress up nice at Christmas Eve, go out, eat some dinner on some restaurant if open. If not, I would sit in tuxedo and tiny the kebab with a big coke after that drinking a lot of alcohol plenty of alcohol and maybe something else that's not legal yet in Norway but will be legal very soon if I win my political campaign I don't like Christmas anymore and now it lasts longer and longer Christmas has been going on since October and it's going to go on all the way to the new year all the reason I also celebrate New Year is because, f not because it's a new year, because it's the end of fucking Christmas. January is irregular, it's nothing happened, and you know what? I'm looking forward to January. Yes, I'm looking forward to January when nothing shit happens, because then people can go over their miserable, but normal life who is honest. December always the worst month of everything. I've been working in psychiatry, as a social worker, and everything, and if people are depressed the rest of the year, oh, believe me, they're more depressed in December. Every memory, every shit thing you've done, you haven't done, you should have said, but 
but it did say something else. Yeah, everything you remember in December. It's not worried, strange that we need alcohol in December. We need alcohol to be happy, to forget all the fucking shit we've been doing for many years. And it gets worse and worse and worse. You're going to wind up a wreck, all of you. That was the Christmas spirit from Trump Tells the Truth. Have a nice holiday. Merry Christmas. Go Yule. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever. Just drink a lot. This was Trump Trump Tells the Truth. Thank you, Tron. Uh, we have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's another digital citizen at uh, gmail.com. We have a Facebook group. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. We have a Twitter account. Really self promoting here. <laughs> at podcast ADC. At podcast ADC. We are a member of Pod All the Time Network. Check those guys out. They are helping us, and we like helping them. So listen to their podcast. There's ten Ooh. podcasts on there now. Uh, I think three yeah. more got added this week, so uh, nine, in- including us, I believe. So Nice. Have we gotten any emails? I did not see any emails, and not much... Yeah, uh, yeah, no emails, but like Fro said, email us at another digital citizen at gmail.com. TV, mm-hmm. let's, start, let's start talking about TV round, but I guess we got a couple of stories to go into before we get into what we saw on TV this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Something Fro sent me. Uh, <laughs> over 700,000 petitioned to ban Netflix Gay Jesus Christmas film in Brazil. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh in a new Netflix Christmas special, I, I don't even... Uh, the first Temptation of Christ, but it's actually in Spanish. Uh, Jesus right. is bringing home a male lover to meet his parents during the holiday season. The Portu- Portuguese language sat- satire created by a Brazilian troupe Porta dos Fundos, which is known for producing irreverent comedies, sparked horror among the holy people as well as three wise men, God, and other figures from biblical times. However, hundreds of thousands in current times have also taken offense to the uh, depiction of Christ. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, let's check that uh, petition right now, uh, because when I sent you this, it had 1.6 million uh, people. Now it has 2.1 million people. (laughs) <laughs> have uh, uh, gotten into org. It says here, million. Brazil has over 120 million people who identify as Catholics, making it the con- making the country the world's largest Catholic community. So, I right. guess, what did you say? One, uh, two point something? Uh, to- two point one, yeah. So, out of 120 million Catholics, uh, they could probably do a little better, actually. <laughs> Right. Uh, their goal is 300 million, so... Well, I mean, they you send it to far, me maybe on Friday, away. and they already have 2 million, yeah. so I think they're going to make it, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But this is so weird. I, I think, like, if this was made in America, they, this would be absolutely no fuss about this at all. See, I'm just, I was trying to find if this was going to be brought over to America at all, at all, but I think now that we see this kind of uh, news stories, maybe that is the 
catalyst to where people are going to want to see it in America now. You know what I mean? I really, I really want to see it. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I want to see what the, the whole thing is about. I think, what was that movie about uh, Kim Jong-il, uh, the one that was the big controversy? Oh, yeah, the, the, the interview. The yeah. interview. And it was like everybody wanted yeah. to go see that movie because it was such a crazy, off-the-wall concept. And then yeah. when we saw it, it was like, but it's a terrible yeah, film, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a shit movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it could be that. We could end up with that kind of situation as well. But uh, another thing happening, YouTube announcing the new their new anti-harassment policies, according to them, to fight r- racial, gender, uh, and LGBTQ abuse uh, or bu- bullying also. Mm. Uh, this is why PewDiePie quits YouTube. Like everybody thinks he does. <laughs> right. Because he said, I'm going to take uh, like a break. And that means I'm quitting. <laughs> break, yeah. Uh, You're quitting. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully the same. YouTube, the Google-owned company, announced Wednesday it will take a tougher stance on content negatively targeting people based on their race, gender expression, uh, gender expression or sexual orientation. Uh Videos and 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 comments with threatening or imita- uh, intimidating messages will, will be removed under the new guidelines. The policy will apply from to everyone from private individuals to YouTube creators and public officials. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're changing this policy because of something that happened in June of this year uh, between Carlos Maza, a journalist. Who, who hosted Vox, Vox's strike through. So there's a journalist from Vox who complained about racist and homophobic abuse from somebody named Steven Crowder, who is like a super right wing YouTuber or used to be, I guess, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I believe his, all that guy's stuff is still up there. <sighs> it is so weird for me because I watch a lot of content that's uh, on the Republican side, and I I also watch a lot of liberal media, and everybody like on both sides are, are saying like, this is f- fucked up, <laughs> this is really 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 bad, like like everybody agrees that this is a shit thing that YouTube did. Both left and right. <laughs> I think the one, one thing that a lot of people are saying on the left and the right, uh, it says here, uh, other express concern that the guidelines would target the wrong people and stifle creative endeavors. Uh, right. One Twitter user asks, how does this all apply to humor? YouTube's support team said they'll take note, they take note of the context behind videos. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That. I, I totally they go that. into the context of every video and really under they everybody mm-hmm. understands everybody else's sense of humor so you always are gonna understand the context right bro I mean they took away the idubs video he did on leafy and if you go into idubs content I don't want to get him in trouble but he says the neighbor word quite a bit and none of those <laughs> none of those videos got taken down I don't, I don't know <laughs> I'm just saying. He also says safe word a lot. Yeah, but I mean, when they're talking about specifically uh, bullying people for 
race or gender expression or sexual orientation, that specifically right. applies to race, where the F word maybe not so much. You know what I'm saying? Where well, I just think that there's a double, there's a weird thing happening here where they're taking, they're they're making these rules, but they're applying it to what they want to apply it to, right? Right. Uh, I, I'm not really sure, like what the, uh, what it has to do with um, people's ability to express uh, themselves in in the sense that. Uh, you could still express yourself without swearing or being mean to people. That that's totally mm. I understand that, but uh, this also talks about in in their thing that YouTube put out. It talks about prioritizing certain press groups over other uh, press press people uh, or news organizations because they're considered legitimate news organizations as opposed to other places that aren't considered legitimate news sources to YouTube. And the ones that they said were legitimate or they, their examples were uh, ABC, I, uh, uh, no, CNN, MSNBC, Fox, and The Guardian. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. One of these things just doesn't belong. I think you think two things you said doesn't belong. Well, I mean, you could we could say that for all four of them, really. I mean, when like <laughs> CNN, MSNBC have done horrible things. Fox obviously has done yeah. just as bad, if not worse, things. And then the Guardian, oh, right. this just this year, put out that thing about Julian Assange meeting with that Trump yeah. person, which they had to retract, right. which was total garbage. Which made me even question yeah. the Guardian at the time, going, "What are their real motives here?" Sources, yeah. right? Or are yeah. they t checking their sources and everything else? Exactly. Uh, but yeah, this YouTube thing has been huge as far as, like you said, on both sides, everybody's mad about it, mm -hmm. and YouTube's like, uh, yeah, but this is what the media told us to do, so we have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you all, contenders, <laughs> creators. I mean. Contenders? It says they to, to make <laughs> these to the Hunger Games to make these rules. According to them, they met with a number of experts who shared perspectives uh, from organizations that study online bully, bullying or advocate on behalf of journalists uh, to sp free speech proponents and policy organizations from all sides of the political spectrum. So they were definitely. Uh, talking to advocates that were on behalf of journalists, which I'm guessing that means uh, CNN and those kind of organizations. Right. I think it's bad to push CNN and Fox as legitimate news sources. For, I think that's a terrible idea. I think that's a terrible idea as well. Someone, someone asked me who I think is worst, worse, CNN or Fox. I, I could not pick if somebody like asked me legitimate, and I I can hear people anger over that, that I compare those two. Yes, I am saying that I think CNN is as bad as Fox News. I now, would say it again. I, I would say like yes. maybe five or six, even seven years ago, it wasn't. I wouldn't say that, but now oh, no. I would well, say definitely. That. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Five five or six years ago, I would say CNN actually had credibility. 
Fox News never had, did have credibility. <laughs> but uh, CNN has lost all theirs. Exactly. Right. Uh, all right, TV. Do you see any TV this week? I saw a ton shit of TV this week. Uh, I saw something uh, I got recommended by a dear friend of mine called Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, repri- yes, I saw a reprisal on Hulu, Luke. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, this is... Uh, how would I say this? This is a revenge kind of TV show? Right, I had a hard where... time describing it last week because it's so... Right. Yeah, you can't really say it without ruining it. And uh, there, there's also a buy star story in there that I maybe find more compelling than the main story. Um, but yeah, I really like this. <laughs> You're you were a hundred and ten percent correct when you said I would like this. Um, I liked it to an eight. Nice. Uh, yeah, I finished it this week. I thought it was really good. Did you get it all the way through it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to set up for another season, but I think they could no. if they wanted to. But I think yeah. it would have to yeah. be based around something different or something or, or yeah. a different angle on the same uh, town right. or story, right? It could, they could do it like that. Right. Uh, I saw... Uh, I... Sorry. No, that fits in with something I, I watched uh, this week, but uh, you can go first. I watched the Mixed Dish finale. Uh, okay. For end of season one. I thought this season was pretty good. I was surprised by the show. I didn't think it was going to be... I thought it was going to be crappy, and then I was entertained all the way through the whole season. So overall, so I'm going to give the season in uh, seven and a half all, all the yeah. way through. I would totally agree on that seven and a half. It's 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 uh, one of the biggest surprises of this year. Definitely. Sometimes you can just see when a child actor has it and they're going to grow up yeah. to be like a really good actor. And yeah. I think the very youngest yeah. child in this show, yep. she has it. She has the thing yep. uh, that I see her she becoming become a, a star. Yeah, becoming a star. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um. Castle Rock Season 2. I, I have to talk uh, two sentences about Castle Rock Season 2. It's just like... <clears throat> I didn't think that uh, this would be good, to be completely honest. I was a little like, ugh, mm-hmm. Season 2. Uh, but uh, if, if Anthology Series was allowed on the best TV shows of the year... I would probably have Castle Rock Season 2 on my top. That's how much I loved it. They they did something incredibly smart in the three last episodes that I did not fucking see coming. And I love it when I get surprised. And the ending of this season totally blew me away. Like... I, 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 I sat there. I, this, this wasn't frightening. It was suspenseful all, 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 all the way, but it never was frightening to me. Like, it didn't try to super scare me. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Oh, the, uh, this season just blew me the fuck away. 10 out of 10. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
Let's see, where should I go next? Oh, I thought it was going to be the Young Sheldon finale this week, because everything said it was, but now it says it's in January, so I don't know, I'm still enjoying it. Uh, have you been watching Young, Young Sheldon still? No, I need to catch up on that. Right. I, the, I believe the last episode, uh, according to what I've seen, it could, I could be wrong because I thought it was this week, is the first week in January, uh, you know, right after Christmas and New Year's and everything else. Right. I haven't uh, seen I, any, any episodes of, of this season, actually. It's still good. Uh, I would say it's, this season hasn't been as good as the first Uh Right. What, is this the third season? No, this is the second season. I think season. it's... Right. Second, right. Yeah. So yeah, no third season. Wow. Uh, it, yeah, yeah. It is, sir. Yeah. Yes. Not as good as the first two, but it's <laughs> focusing on some of the other characters a lot more this season, and I think those storylines are not as interesting uh, because oh. it's not the main character. But at the same time, uh, it's still got its funny moments, and it's it, it's just a dumb American sitcom. So. Uh, talking about dumb American sitcoms. Mama Made Me a Sheriff. Have you ever heard of this? No. It's an animated show. It sounds like it was made and in it, like the 60s. But it's so funny. Uh, uh, it is a spin-off show of another uh, the thing I have never in my life seen called Mr. Pickles. Have you Oh, yeah. This? Okay. Okay. Uh, it's an animated show by. Um, it's like Adult made Swim. By, yeah, uh, Will Carasola uh, and David Stewart. And this is a spin off show. And I have never seen the original Mr. Pickles. Uh, but this is like 11, 12 minutes animated show. So right. it, it, it's, uh, it has a 5.2 on IMDb, but. <laughs> I, I really, really, really had a blast with this. I will give this first season a seven, seven, seven and a half. All right. Uh, let's see. Extremely easy to watch. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll go Mr. Robot finale, season four, final season of the series, uh, Mr. Robot. <sighs> I really need to see this. Okay. Uh, I want you to see it now because the ending, I feel like... If you had watched it and you were talking to me right now, this is the point where Fro would go, what the hell was that ending? But I think I totally understood what it was going for. But it's a very surreal, confusing... Most people would go, what the hell does that even mean, ending? Uh, But to me, I went, oh, okay, I get it. We will probably talk about it next week. That's my guess. <laughs> uh, I'm going to binge it this week. Overall, this season, uh, I would give an 8. The whole series itself, I'm giving uh, 9.5. 9. Yeah. Because this is the very final, it's, final season. So So good. It's so good. Uh, I don't know if I've talked to you about uh, this. I Maybe I... I've mentioned it before, but The L Word is one of my favorite shows of all time uh, about uh, gay women. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very popular in the late 2000s, somewhere, I would say. I watched every 
season of that. Uh, it came back in uh, in a different way. It's called the L Word Generation Q. Uh, the two first episodes. Okay. And when you love something like I love the L Word, I was very skeptical going sure. into this yeah. thinking. Why the fuck are they doing something new with this? Uh, but guess what? I loved it. I think uh, it's it's uh, one of those shows that I was surprised. If you haven't seen the original L Word, I don't think you would have as much pleasure seeing this. This because uh, there are some characters that... Uh, 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 comes back in in the show and and most of it is based on things that has happened in the original so i think people would be very confused watching this without watching the the original one but i will give it a seven and a half the two first episodes uh the last thing i saw was the purge finale season two Mm-hmm. did you see this mm-hmm uh, it it definitely <laughs> broke a lot of the ideas of the movie. I'm not sure when there became like safe zones in the purge. Like you know when you play tag when you were a kid and it was like there was the tree you could oh. touch and you it was the safe safe zone tree. In this purge, there's like I, the safe zones where you can't yeah. kill people. I wrote that down, and I, I, I also wrote down that Luke is always right. They retcon everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like being right all the time. Uh, like uh. something... Uh, ha- like 2016, when Trump won. I was right that Trump right. was going to win. I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> being right all the time isn't always a good thing. It's it's terrible sometimes. Uh, anything it's else? the reason why we... Call- Oh, call you Luker Damas. <laughs> right. Uh, right, The Purge. I didn't even go into it. This season definitely had uh, a lot of the politics coming uh, out recently, uh, definitely yeah. focusing on, you know, school violence and race relations. That Race relations is a general theme through all the Purge movies and everything else. Um, that part I, I, I did like about it. The ending part was pretty good. Like, the ending wrap-up of this season I kind of oh. liked. Again, the only really storyline I didn't like and really turned me off from this sh- this season was the bank robbery one. Yep. I don't know, that guy just doesn't seem like a real person to me. It, it doesn't sound like his real voice. I'm pretty sure they dubbed Don't over his it. voice. So it makes him seem yeah. fake and like some kind of weird action hero character in a pu- Purge movie, which... And then the because lady... He like this all right. the time. And he's always dressed up like... <laughs> Uh, a G.I. Joe for some reason and then the lady goes into the building and it's all of a sudden turns into Mission Impossible right there at the end and mm-hmm. I, and that was related to that bank robbery story as well. Those are the parts I don't like because those don't feel like The Purge. It feels like right. Mission Impossible or some kind of cop drama on CBS. This this right. fall, The Purge, a new cop drama. Um, other than that, I really like this season. I guess I'll give it uh, 6.5. Oh, I'm right in front of you with a 7. 
Yeah, I was kind of waffling on what, where I was going to go with yeah. it, but I, I yeah, I, I I I might be able to be persuaded to go seven, but I'm going to say a six five. Uh, look, the last thing I watched, I'm going to challenge you to watch to next week, and uh, there's a reason, and you will see that next week. Okay. Uh, because it's on Netflix, it's three fucking episodes, so it's not much. It's called Don't Fuck With Cats, Hunting an Internet Killer. It's okay. a documentary All right. about people finding someone that kills cats on a video and yeah the story goes from there because uh rule zero is don't fuck with cats on the internet and they try to find out who did it i think i remember this video it was like two kids uh no in the video oh okay no one kid uh, doing it with a vacuum cleaner Oh, okay, that that was a di- different one. Cause it, yeah, all right. Yeah. It's happened a few times on the internet. Because I remember two kids that got totally dragged on the internet uh, at one point for fucking with a cat. It was like in a field or something. I remember that it was like they were dragging it by its legs or something. It was awful. Uh, but so, I do you want me to rate this? Oh yeah, go ahead. I give it a ten out of ten. Look. All right. Is it new? Yeah. Okay. Do you, know, do you know where it's from? Where it's from? Yeah. Uh, America, I'm guessing. <laughs> but I mean, like, what channel where I could find it? Is oh, it... Netflix. I right. said it is it, it is on Netflix. Right, I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't hear that. Okay. Hunting an Internet Killer. Yeah, it's really good. And it's, um, yeah, I, I will not destroy you, and but it's very meta. I will, I will say that. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess we're on Dollface, episode five, which I barely remember what happened. Snore. When did Dollface... I think maybe I've said this before, but when did Dollface become Sex in the City? Again. Episode five called Beauty Queen, which I really don't Ooh. understand that. Title. No, me neither. Okay, Jules. I guess maybe the makeup job made her look like, yeah. but not really. Uh, whatever. Sure. Jules pretends to be total, uh, totally over her breakup with Jeremy at her sister's, at his sister's bachelorette party. Madison exaggerates the maturity level of her friends to impress her older boyfriend with a formal dinner party. Both girls learn what happens when you try to put too much concealer on. Too much mm-hmm. concealer on your life. Isn't that clever? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. This was the worst episode so far. Uh, I agree. And this actually is the very middle episode. This is like a running yeah. thing with these kind of bingeable shows. Is The middle two episodes are always the worst. Right. Because they know you're going to keep watching, so they don't have to care about the middle two episodes. Because you're binging. But... Uh, it, uh, but uh, I, I, I have it. Uh, I, I am. I'm sorry that I'm using a reference that you have absolutely no <laughs> reference to. But like uh, the reason why this also extremely reminds me of a Sex in the City episode is like the way the way of the storyline where, where uh, with the wedding and everything around it. It's so like 
It's like it's taken out of a Sex and the City episode. Then they tried to do a comedic twist on it, and the comedic twist doesn't work. That that's like exactly how it feels. Like they they take out storylines from Sex and City. They try to make Sex and the City a little funny and quirky, and it doesn't work. It does not fucking work at all. Nothing was interesting in this episode. I saw it. I saw it literally three fucking hours ago, and I remember absolutely nothing about this episode. There were a bunch of dick jokes. That's all I remember. <sighs> so many dick jokes. All right, and who's the guy who plays Madison's boyfriend in this show? I know he's a famous actor. Um, yeah, me too. I never remember. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> But it's so it's so incredibly uh, nothing. Like it's it, it it goes from A to B, from B to C, and from C to D, and then we say goodbye. And this episode felt so fucking fer- uh, formulaic. It's like I I didn't even grin once. There was no funny jokes in this episode. Like last week, I I. I actually like chuckled at some jokes, but there was absolutely nothing redeeming in this episode. I'm giving this maybe be my lowest score so far, but I give it a 2.5. The guy's name is Goran Viznich, which right. I, I didn't know that was his name, but he was uh, Garcia Flynn in Timeless. Remember? Right. Yeah, that's yes. the last time I saw him in like something big. Uh, or something that I enjoyed, I guess. He was good in that. Uh, and he was actually pretty decent in this. He's a better actor than, uh, the girl from, uh, The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Uh, I, I don't know, this episode, the jokes really missed. Every single Uh joke. I mean, how many penis jokes can you do in one episode? Uh, they did them all. Uh, I would give it a, yeah, I'll give it a three. Yeah. So you're a little, little in front of me. Uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't down to a two level yet. I said two point five. Yeah, it's still, in, <laughs> it's in the twos, right? <laughs> it's almost two. <laughs> two point five isn't. It isn't a three, but it isn't a two. <laughs> it's a sheet. <laughs> oh, anyway. Don't watch this show. Oh. I mean, this somebody out there might like it. If you like Sex in the City, if, there's people out there who love <laughs> Sex in the City. So, yes. Uh, yeah. If you like that, you might well, like this. Well, you'll like no, the middle episodes. I like Sex in the City, and I don't especially like this. I don't love Sex in the City. I like it. <laughs> I love Hannah Montana. I don't l- love Sex in the City. <laughs> Just to be clear. Okay, uh, main topic time. One of our favorite Ooh. things to do of the year. One of Love the this. three, I guess, the three favorite things we like to do every year. Yes. Top five best worst movies of 2019. Next week we're going to do mm-hmm. top five best worst TV of 2019. But movies mm-hmm. is better to do first because next week there could be five new TV shows coming out. There's only going to be two movies or three movies, right? So it always makes sense to do movies first because there's going to be less of them next week. Uh, so I, 
let's start with best. You think we should start with best, bro? I definitely think we should start with best. And I guess I'll start uh, with my number five, which uh, I guess we should remind everybody this is our top five best and worst, mine and then Fro's. Not the top mm -hmm. five best and worst of what IMDb said or of what Rotten nope. Tomatoes said or what the critics said. It's the movies that we saw, that we enjoyed, that we think you should see, not... Uh, the most critically acclaimed movie or anything like that, right? <laughs> yes, it's very good that you say that because uh, there there's something on my worst that people will go, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, I think it's another good reason I said that because my number five best movie of the year, Invader Zim, Enter the Florpus. Ah, good. I'm so happy that you had it on your list. I totally forgot it. Uh, this was put out by Netflix. It was, uh, Invader Zim was a cartoon that came out a long time ago in the 2000s, what, 2001, 2002, uh, was when it was on Nickelodeon, and, uh, Netflix bought up a bunch of Nickelodeon properties, I believe, including this and, what was the other one, uh, Hello Spunky, whatever that guy's name is, um, right. And this movie was one of the one of the ones they did. And Invader Zim was one of my favorite cartoons when I was a lot younger, and all the way up until when I was in college, I watched it. Uh, and this movie did not disappoint as far as the comedy was on point, uh, the storyline was on point. It was hilarious. Uh, at the time, I gave mm -hmm. it a nine point five. So yeah, this is my number five. Invader Zim, Enter the Florpus, available on Netflix. My number five got a 6.9 on IMDb and 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, 81% uh, on Metacritic, accompanied by her husband, son, and daughter, Adelaide Wilson returns to Beachfront's home where she grew up as a child, haunted by a traumatic experience from the past. Adeline grows worse fears soon become a reality when four masks Stranger descends upon the house, forcing the Wilsons into a fight for survival. When the masks comes up, the family is horrified to learn that each attacker takes the appearance of one of them. Which movie am I talking about, Luke? I have no idea. Us by Jordan Peele. Oh, right. Which I never actually got to yes. see. Yeah. Yes. Released uh, the... 29th of March in Nigeria, <laughs> according to this article. Um, uh, it has the box office of 2.55 million, and it was released on DVD on the 8th of June. I gave this a 9. Go and see it if you haven't seen it. Right, Invader Zim, I forgot to give the... IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, it got 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb and 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. That was Invader Zim. Uh, mm -hmm. My number four best movie of the year. I'm going to go with Knock Down the House. It's got okay. 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, this was about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the documentary about her uh, running for Congress and a bunch of other people uh, who were also running for Congress around her, but it really culminated in her winning 
uh, in 2018, and it was a, just a really good documentary. It's one of those documentaries like uh, the WWF <laughs> uh, documentary about Bret Hart, where right. the camera crew had to be there at the time, and they didn't know it was going to end up the way it ended right. up. The documentary would have not been the documentary it would have been if she hadn't have won. And that really, right. uh, it it gives puts you into perspective how much work it would have taken for them to do the documentary. Yeah. What if it didn't pan out? It would have just all been, yeah. all that work would have yeah. been for nothing. So I really have to give a lot of credit to the documentary filmmakers on this one. I gave this one also a 9 out of 10. Um, yeah, knock down the house. I find it funny that uh, you and me have a documentary on the fourth uh, place because I will say my number four got a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb and 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, 86% on Metacritic. A post in this show, Ohio, a Chinese billionaire, opens a new factory in the husk of abandoned uh, General Motors plant. Early days of hope and optimism give way to setbacks in high-tech China clashes with the working class America. Which movie am I talking about, Luke? It's American Factory? Are we going to do this for everyone? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, they're going to do let's, this for everyone. Let's not. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> it is American Factory. I gave this a 9 out of 10. I love this documentary. It's really, really good. Um, all right, I'm going to go number, what, number three next? Mm-hmm. Right, sorry, I got lost. Uh, Dave Chappelle's Sticks and Stones stand-up special is what I'm going to go with next. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, this got 30, well, right now it has 35% on Rotten Tomatoes, but 99% audience score. 99% audience <laughs> yeah. score. Uh... It had 0% in the first couple weeks when it initially came out because it, people are ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It was a 2019 stand-up comedy special written and performed by Dave Chappelle. It covered a lot of topics that are very uh, sore right now in the American culture and people got really, got really mad about it Pissed even up. though it was really funny. Yeah. Uh, and it, mm -hmm. it, I think... It's it was the crowning uh, stand-up special of 2019. So yeah, that's my number three. My number three is uh, a marriage story from 2019. This is on Netflix. Uh, both uh, <laughs> both uh, American Factory and Marriage Story is on Netflix. Let's see if that trends continue. <laughs> Stage director and his actor. Wife struggled through a grueling coast-to-coast -coast divorce that pushes them to their personal and creative extremes. Uh, directed by Nia Nia Bochumba, uh, has a 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb, and 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 94% on Metacritic. And I gave it 9.5. I'm just looking at. I think all of my mine are from Netflix. All five of, of I didn't even realize that until just now. Um, mm. 
My number two, The Irishman, uh, which mm-hmm. I watched last week. I gave a 10 out of 10. 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, it's about Jimmy Hoffa and the organized crime uh, surrounding Jimmy Hoffa and the mob in the 1950s. Uh, really long, but very well put together by Martin Scorsese. Um, it's it's a perfect movie as far as uh, really long, very uh, drawn out, uh, what's an old school filmmaking, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my number two. My number two is The Irish Man. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, I have. Uh-huh. Yeah, so all looks at 10 out of 10. I gave it. Okay, now I'm interested. I, I was thinking that might have been your number one. So my number... Uh, not My number one best movie of the year, I went with The Laundromat. Really? Yep. Also, I believe also on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It says 41% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. I don't believe that at all. Uh, no, me neither. Starring Meryl Streep, uh, Antonio Banderas, Gary Oldman, uh, David Schwimmer, Sharon Stone, James Cromwell, uh, Robert Patrick, Will Forte, uh, Melissa mm-hmm. Ranch. Tons of really, really good actors. Very interesting story based, I believe, around the Panama Papers, which is a huge thing that... Yeah. Uh, all the shit we're going through with the politics right now, if you were to go back and actually pay attention to what's in the Panama Papers, it would explain a lot of the shit that's going on right now to you. It, uh, which I, I've, we've been trying to get across in our news segment for a while, but go watch this mm-hmm. movie and it'll help you understand what's really going on with like the class, class warfare that's happening in America and around the world. Uh, so yeah, my number one, The Laundromat, I think it, not only a really good film, but very important message. That's why I think it's more my number one. Right. So, uh, I have a little disclaimer before I say my number one. Uh, usually, uh, the week uh, that has been has been filled with movie after movie after movie. Because I go on lists of people like uh, giving their best movies and I go like, oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, I haven't seen this and I haven't seen that. So uh, that's my disclaimer. Uh, This wasn't even in my running for uh, movies because guess what? I hadn't seen it before this fucking week. So (laughs) that's why you're surprised that The Irishman is my number two. Because my number one is a movie I saw this week, Parasite, by Bon Joon-ho. Uh, I'm sure that you remember Bon Joon-ho from uh, the movie uh, 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 about the very cute uh, animal that nobody wanted to, to eat on Netflix. Uka? Do you remember that? Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, the right. the Japanese little Japanese girl and everything, yeah. Right, right. So greed and class discrimination uh, threatens the newly formed symbolic relationship between the wealthy Park family and the destructive 
Kimf clan. Uh, this was released in South Korea of the 30th of May. Uh, got uh, lots of awards. Uh, won the Palme de Jour. Uh, 8.6 out of 10 on IMDb. And 99 on Rotten Tomatoes. And a 96% on Metacritic. This movie just shook me to the ground. I have never, ever seen a movie like this. I can't wait till Luke sees this. I think he will agree that this is one of the best movies made this century. Okay. Yeah. I'm oh. giving it an 11 out of 10. I'm filling up my little area I have on my sheet that says things for next week. I'm I got two things now for already, and we're just barely into the show. Okay, yeah. let's do some honorable mentions as far as the best movies of 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, a movie I also saw this week, Uncut Gems, with Adam Sandler in it. Oh, okay, really? Yeah. A be- mm-hmm. Best movie of the year with Adam Sandler, huh? Okay, I know he plays uh, a diamond dealer. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, Velvet Buzzsaw, I really liked. Books much? Uh, Fire Fraud. Midsummer. Uh, there was the Anthony Jeselnik uh, stand-up. Uh, Fire. Uh, in the maternity ward. Mm-hmm. Hail Satan, question mark? There was a documentary called Legend of Cocaine Island. The Man Who Killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. That was last year. <laughs> uh, it was this year. Okay. I thought it was this year. Okay. Uh, I'd look Sorry it up, but I think it was 2018. Okay. I believe it was, but I could be okay. wrong there. Okay. Uh, the Great Hack. Uh, Captain Marvel. American Hangman, which I that was on my short list yeah. of ones that I really enjoyed. Really good one. Uh, good boys. Uh, let's see. Oh, Bill Burr's Paper Tiger. Yep, that was in my contender. I really love that. Uh, Crawl, uh, underrated horror movie with uh, crocodiles. Um. Rocket Man, uh, Mad Mike's Mission to Prove the Flat Earth. Remember that documentary? Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yep. Dalton Abbey, the movie? Uh, Iron Sky 2. That was the only other one I had, I think. Okay. I have The Hole in the Ground, The Lego Movie 2, Arctic, Ready or Not, Rocket Man, uh, the other Rocket Man. <laughs> oh, yeah, the other Rocket right. <laughs> Right. Uh, John uh, Wick 3, I have Shazam, I have Adventures Endgame, I have In Fabric, I have Murder Mystery, actually, uh, the Netflix one with Adam Sandler as well. <laughs> I really uh, like that. The Perfection, I guess? Uh, yeah, let's end there. We can't do every single movie we saw this year. Did you count up how many movies you saw, by any chance? No. Okay. No, I didn't. And I have Angel S. Paul and Ma. That is the last, last on my list. Oh, yeah, I really Maybe. need to see Ma. That was one I really wanted to see. Uh, I remember yeah. you giving that a mixed review, though, at the time. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's still on my best list. Like, All right. I, I, cut, I cut off at five. <laughs> five in over is on the best, and five in under is on the worst. <laughs> right. I mean, that makes sense. Totally. Uh, yeah, I saw 40... Oh, no, 51 movies this year, and last year I actually saw 69. So I saw quite a few, ah. quite less movies than I did last year. Uh, yeah. But I think mostly because of just how I'm consuming content this year as opposed to how I was last year. I've just changed the way I consume content. Okay, uh, let's do the worst movies of 2019. 2019, the year of our Lord, 2019. Uh, almost over. Yeah. yeah. The fun list. <laughs> right, and you're going <laughs> first this time? Yeah, not at all controversial list at all. I promise you, because my number five is Joker. Uh, look, a little small independent movie that just made a fucking billion dollars. Right, this is a controversial you know? one. I'm sure most people are going to disagree with you, but I think I like this on here because it is controversial, so. Right. Uh, it has uh, 8.7 on IMDb, uh, 69% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 59% on Metacritic. Forever Alone in a Crowd, failed comedian Arthur Fleck seeks connections as he walks the street of Gotham City. Arthur wears two masks, the one he paints for his day job as a clown, and the one he cues as his uh, futile attempt to feel like he's a part of the world around him. Isolated, bullied, and disgraced by society, Fleck begins slow descent into madness as he transforms into a criminal mastermind known as Joker. Directed by Todd Fellows, uh, marvelously played by Joker Phoenix. I, I would get Joker Phoenix and fucking Oscar for this. I I think his performance is an 8. I think the movie is a 2. And how is it possible that a, such a good uh, uh, actor and uh, it's such a interesting thing where, where I loved the main character but hated the stories he was in. And I think people will look back at this and this will get a lot I think he probably will get the Oscar uh, for best male performance and I think that's totally fine but if this wins like best movie and things like that I, I'm going to be very very pissed because it's I don't think it's going it's to a good movie. Uh, it's not a good movie yeah I just think just no I just think you're misinterpreting how the academy would feel about this movie the news coverage here in America about this movie was not positive so I don't think the academy is going to yeah. give this any big awards but yeah no I think this is the most controversial on my list yeah definitely hopefully uh, if anybody disagrees with that email us at another digital citizen at gmail.com because I'm sure nobody will disagree with that and that's why we won't get any emails about it uh <laughs> I'm going to go with my number five, Triple Frontier. Uh, this oh. actually got 72% on Rotten Tomatoes somehow. Uh, about former Special Forces operatives reuniting to plan a heist uh, in a foreign country. Uh, this had, what, Ben Affleck and uh, Jax mm -hmm. Teller from uh, that motorcycle show and a few mm -hmm. other people you, you would know. Uh, it was 
just generally an awful, terrible movie Oof. piece of prop, you know, military propaganda is what it was. I, w I wish I remembered it. It would probably make my list. <laughs> There's one point where they're flying in a helicopter and they're in the jungle yeah. and they fly out of yeah. the jungle and they're instantly just all of a sudden like on a mountain in the snow. And it's like, how, what, <laughs> where, what country are you in where this is, like, the, the, the most, uh, wet, like, hot, muggy rainforest jungle, and then all of a sudden you're in, like, the tundra. It, it was very, <laughs> a lot of it was terrible. The dialogue and everything else was awful about this movie, but somehow the scores are good. So, that's weird. Well, the scores for my next movie on my list. They did not get good reviews. I'm very happy to see that. It's The Haunting of Sharon Tate. This okay. got a 2.9 out of 10 on IMDb, a 19% on Rotten Tomatoes, and an 8% on Metacritic. Look. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember me talking about this movie? I saw it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, married uh, to a filmmaker, Roman Polanski, actress Sharon Tate is a rousing star who uh, is about to get her first baby. Played by a terrifying premonition, Tate sees her uh, worst nightmares come true when she encounters members of the Manson family cult. Fucking hell, this is awful. Uh, yeah, this was a bad movie. Right, about the Ma Manson murders. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that ending? Oh, that ending. All right. This is My number four. Uh, trading Paint with John Travolta. Mm -hmm. This has a whopping 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, so that's good. Mm -hmm. It's only got 12, uh, 12 uh, reviews. An audience score uh, of 38%. With 39 reviews. Uh, mm -hmm. This was about car racing, but not even, like, good car <laughs> racing. Like, dirt track, backwoods <laughs> stock car racing with so these broken bad. down cars. And he's like, I'm the best, I'm the best <laughs> dirt track racer in the world. world. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the, being the best at a two crappy shoes. Like, you're the mm -hmm. left shoe, you have less holes in it than the right shoe does, right? Um, and John Travolta has just been on a tear of making awful movies lately, uh, after last year. Uh, he also made another one that was really bad this year. I'll, maybe I'll get into it in the uh, honorable mentions, I, but... I wonder if he, we will talk about him again. Right. Uh, this... <laughs> Uh, this was one of the worst movies I saw this year for sure, so I'm definitely going to put this at my number four. Mm -hmm. My number three, Luke, is a movie that I know you watched. I think maybe it will be on your list. I will be very surprised if it's not actually, because I know you hated it. It's in the tall grass, Luke. That's my number three. Right. Uh... You remember this? I do, but I didn't hate it as much as you did, if you don't remember. Oh. Remember, I was oh. not as mad at it as you. I, I, I'm i going back to check, because I have the numbers. I gave it a 5.5. Okay. Or no, oh, yeah. it's a 5. I have bad handwriting, sorry. I gave it a... So I gave it right in the middle. Oh, yeah, I gave this a 2. 
Uh, a brother and a sister enter a field of grass to rescue a boy, but they soon realize they cannot escape, and something evil lurks in the grass. I fucking hated this story by Stephen King and Joe Hill. Uh, 5.4 on uh, out of 10 on IMDb, 38% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 46% on Metacritic. I didn't remember that you liked it as much as you did, yeah. I didn't, I didn't like it a lot, but I thought it was it was bad, but entertaining as a horror movie. And thriller. Right. right. Yeah. I didn't even think that, yeah. Okay, uh, where are we at? I guess I'm on my number three. My number three. You are. I don't think you saw this movie, uh, but maybe you did. Marlon Wayans in Sex Tuplets. No, I did not. <laughs> it's got a whopping 14% on Rotten Tomatoes, 4.4 out of 10 on IMDb, starring Marlon Wayans and Marlon Wayans and Marlon Wayans, and also it has Marlon Wayans playing multiple characters. Ooh. I think four characters uh in this film so very eddie murphy-esque uh actually it's five uh six he plays six characters in this film and it, mm. it's about uh alan played by marlon wayans discovers he has five siblings he's never met before he decides to reconcile and meet his long-lost family before the baby is born the comedy is awful there is uh, a scene where he's like a little child or whatever but his face is on like they replace his face onto other people's bodies with this really bad cgi and it just looks awful um and a lot of bad Ooh. makeup work it's not funny very 1990s comedy but in a bad way you know what i mean so mm -hmm. yeah this is definitely my number three remember when we talked about john travolta a little time ago yes i do <laughs> I have my number two is the fanatic look. Yeah, that was the one I was talking about before. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Made by the very acclaimed director Fred Durst. Will 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 you explain who Fred Durst is to an audience? Look, right, because nobody remembers the guy. He was uh, in <laughs> Limp Biscuit, famous mm -hmm. for his red hat. Very, and then there's a Limp Bizkit song in this movie. Uh, is it a movie? I don't really know. <laughs> uh, Moose is a rabbit movie fan who op obsessed with his favorite celebrity action hero, Hunter Dunbar. When cheated out of her opportunity to meet Hunter, Moose gets help from his photographer who knows how to find celebrity homes. When Moose action begins to take a darker turn, Dunbar finds himself at the mercy of his incredulous, dangerous stalker. This has the room wipes all over it. This will be a cult film, and the only reason why it's not my number one is because I laughed the ass off myself when I watched this movie. I have I, I I can't remember having such a blast watching such a fucking awful movie. It's getting a zero out of ten, but <laughs> fuck, I love this movie. I have I would have no problem seeing it again, and it's on my list of the worst movies of the year. 
Okay, uh, my number two, I don't know if you saw this, I don't know if anybody but me saw this, it was a movie called Alien Warfare from April. Uh, a Navy SEAL team undertakes a top secret mission to investigate a mysterious disappearance of several scientists at a remote research center. Uh, this has got 2.5 out of 10 on IMDb, not rated by anybody uh, on <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. So, wow. uh, mm -hmm. I gave this, uh, what did I give it? Let me find it. Uh, I, oh, I didn't, I don't have it down for some reason. I gave it a bad r review. This movie was awful. It is comparable to some, uh, other bad alien movies where it's very bad CGI. Uh, the story doesn't make sense. The costumes are stupid. Uh, the acting is awful. It's one of those movies that it hits every mark where it's got bad uh, voice problems where, like, the voice dub doesn't uh, match with the people's lips. It's, like, that bad of a movie. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, Alien Warfare from April. Cool. My number one movie is the only movie that actually almost made me walk out of the cinema this year, and it's Gemini Man <laughs> with Will Smith. Fuck, I hate this movie. Uh, it's 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 26% on Rotten Tomatoes, 38% on Metacritic. I really need to talk to those critics. Uh, or 5.7 on IMDb. Jesus Christ on the stick. Uh, Henry Borgen is an elite 51-year-old assassin who is ready to call it quits after completing his seventh, the second job. He plans uh, gets turned outside down when he becomes the target of a mysterious operative who seemingly predicts his every move. To his horror, uh, Borgen soon learns that the man who is trying to kill him is a younger faster cloned version of himself directed by Ang Lee with Will Smith in it and Will Smith in it <laughs> <laughs> against himself against himself right yeah this movie almost made me walk out of the movies i fucking hate this movie with a passion like i i i i I I feel as much as I do uh, for this as I do for Avatar. <laughs> like when 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 people uh, like ask me of movies I like really disgracefully hate with a passion, I would I now have two movies on my list. I only had Avatar uh, that for some reason people fucking love still to this no they day, don't but... i think most people at this point now don't like like it's <sighs> gone past enough that the pe that most people realize okay it was a bad movie and even some people retconning their own remembrance of it oh i didn't like it at the time i always hated it where i always hated it some people loved it but i think now they realize it was a bad movie but yeah this is uh, this is uh definitely on those things because it's trying to do something uh, I, I I get ang I get angry when when people like Angley is trying to do something like very 
Archie Foxy with an action movie because right. this is film. This is filmed in a in a different way with 120 uh, frames per second, and that high rate of that movie destroys the movie. It is impossible to watch like in 3D. It's it's like it's the worst 3D experience I have had in my entire life. And I, I, like I said, it's the only movie that I whispered to the guy that I, 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 I go to the movies uh, to, can we go? And we were like halfway in. So Gemini Man is my number one. Zero. Zero. Eat it. All right, my number one. We're doing a little bit of a bookend thing here with the, our least favorite films because... My number one is The Haunting of Sharon Tate, believe it or not. Really? It is, cool. starring Hilary Duff. I don't think you pointed that yeah. out when you were talking about it. Oh. Everybody's favorite Academy-quality actress, Hilary Duff. <laughs> I know. <laughs> was in this, playing Sharon Tate. Yeah. And the ending of this film oh, is so insensitive to the people who died, oh. and so in. Uh, in my opinion, having Hilary Duff play the woman to begin with is insensitive because mm -hmm. she's an awful actress. This movie yep. is was fundamentally offensive in a way yeah. that I've never oh, yeah. seen a movie be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ever in my whole life. Yeah. So it had to be yeah. number one to me. Like, it was so... Yeah. Um, what's, uh, what's a good word for it? Uh, the people who put this movie together, the director, everybody, who, the person who wrote it, the Everybody who acted in it had to fundamentally not understand what they were doing was just not a good idea, and they went ahead with it anyways, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, somebody didn't get the fucking memo. Or they just didn't, they don't have the empathy for uh, people who have, the people who have lost their lives to realize, okay, right. maybe what we're doing is incredibly insensitive to these people's families that could still be alive and things like that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's an atrocious movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy it's on both of our lists. Oh, yeah, when I heard you yeah. say it there, I was like, oh, I, well, number one, I was glad it was so far away, so by the time I got to my number mm -hmm. one, you would have forgotten about it. And also, that it's right. bo both on our list, because I think this one, it's got all the bad you could have in it. Bad dialogue, bad yeah. acting, yeah. incredibly horrible message. Uh, the ending yeah. is just fundamentally offensive, like we said. And yeah. there is actually dialogue issues. There's also editing issues, where they all of a sudden start cutting in things that are like mm, real movies of ac the actual dead people which is also in offensive right so it's just overall just a terrible movie the offensiveness of the ending took it up and over the top for me totally all right let's do honorable mentions well this honorable mentions but uh sure uh once upon a time in hollywood oh really Okay, yeah, I remember you yeah. didn't like that. Um, yeah, no. Oh, yeehaw. Did not like that movie. Uh, let's see. I talked about those ones. Rim of the World? Was that movie about those kids at the end of the world? Oh, that was awful. 
Uh, Hellboy, the new one. Uh, Frankenstein's Monsters Monster Frankenstein. Oh, Jesus Christ, that was awful. And I gave it a good score at the time, because I think I was trying to be nice about it, but it was a really bad movie when I look back at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Tolkien, the movie about Tolkien. Mm-hmm. Uh, Secret Obsession, which was a movie about that lady who was being stalked by that guy. And I think oh, it yes. ended up turning out to be exactly what we thought, or what yes. we thought it was going to be. Yeah, we we watched it together. Yeah, I totally forgot about that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Dark Phoenix. Uh, Red Sea Diving Resort. <laughs> yes, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Uh. Oh, actually, this was supposed to be on my best of, and I don't think either of us mentioned this in the best of, but I put it on the wrong list uh, somehow. I don't know how that happened. Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis. Oh, yeah, that was a very funny Very movie. good movie. Okay, that should not be in this list, yeah. but I just put it on the wrong side, so my bad. Yeah. Um, so where do I go from there? Uh, oh, The Poison Rose. Oh. Trading Paint. Right, I mentioned that. Um, let's see. Okay, I will do yesterday. Yeah, do though. some. I'm um, I'm losing my my place here. So go ahead. Uh, yesterday, I have I have Alita Backline show. I have the Silence. Do you remember watching the Silence with me, Luke? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I've got that one down. Oh. I've also got. Okay. Uh, Christmas break-in from January. Uh, that Joel McHale stand-up uh, live from Pyongyang was a bad one. Aladdin I have on my list, Sadler. Uh, Illuminated, which was a documentary, was a b- about the Illuminati. Oh. That was a bad one. Yeah. Serenity. You remember Serenity? With, uh, I touched my... Uh, Sheston, um, Macaulay Culkin, not Macaulay Culkin, but yeah, uh, the I one that have got... it on my list, and I don't even remember. Let me look it up really quick. It's uh, it's the one where he's he's on the boat, and we think he's in purgatory. Oh, with Anne Hathaway. Yes, and that other with that guy. Right, and the ending was just the worst, most awful ending. Yeah. It was like. Oh, isn't this interesting and cool? But it's like if a fourteen-year-old thought something was interesting, and cool. That's how they'd write the ending of that movie. Uh, right. Where was I? Oh, uh, Late Night. Remember that film? That was a good one. Uh, <laughs> Two movies I've seen this week. Look, I saw The Hustle this week. Okay. Uh, don't ask me why. But I also saw a Netflix movie called Six Underground. Michael Bay. Oh, I saw this as well. Cool. We both saw this. Except it was called Underground Six here. Oh, okay. Maybe in Yeah. Maybe the Norwegian Netflix has it the other way around just because of Norwegian language. Possible. Maybe, but it's one of the worst movies of the year. Yeah. Uh, But let's go right into the movie round since we're doing it. Underground Six. What yeah. did you think of it? Uh, six Underground. Yeah, you mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, no. Um, this is... Uh, we are really trying to make a Deadpool movie without having Deadpool in it. Uh, right, or a Suicide without... Squad kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is very, like... We, we, we were trying to make something that everybody knows what it really is, but we're not going to mention it. There's a lot of inside jokes that doesn't work. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is perfectly fine. Uh, I, I will say that he's the best thing with the movie, but sure. it really, really, really doesn't save this movie. It has some uh, uh, pacing problems, is, is, is what I would say. Uh, especially, I would say, the first act is uh, the worst, and the second act is kind of fun. I mean, the magnet with the, with the boat is, is kind of funny, but other than that, it's very Michael Bay. The magnet with the boat I, is the most laughable, ridiculous, yeah. stupid shit I've ever yeah. seen in a movie. <laughs> Well, at least in a while. I mean... It's so stupid. It's not that it's really it's a really dumb, silly, like, laugh out loud, laugh out loud because it's so ridiculous uh, concept. Right. It's that it's trying to be taken seriously is the problem. Yeah. That's where yeah. the issue comes in. If it was a joke, like it was a joke movie they did this, it would be one thing. But this is, like, supposed to be a serious action film, and they're doing this ridiculous shtick. Right with the yeah. with yeah. the magnet, yeah. Um, and I know it's not trying to take itself a hundred percent seriously, obviously, but that was just no, no. way too. I don't know, Naked Gun uh, kind of uh, ridiculous. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds was good in this. I thought some of the actors were good. Uh, I really enjoyed the action. As far as the action scenes were very Michael Bay, very flashy, very over the top, and I actually enjoyed. Yeah. These most of the car chase scenes, because you know, for I love a good car chase. You know that about me. Right. And there were yeah. a bunch of good car chases in this. I had a problem with some of the concepts of it. Of like, the millionaire is this great guy who is going to save the world. Right. I see a political message in there that I don't think most people are seeing, but I just laid it out. Right. <laughs> the millionaires are going to save the world. That was the part, kind of the message of this film, which I kind of take. I don't know, I don't take offense to it, but I, I think it's a ridiculous concept. Uh, and I understand why Michael Bay would do it, because he's a millionaire. Uh, I gave it a 4.5, though. I didn't think it was super... I thought it was bad, but I didn't think it was, like, legendarily bad. What about you? No, I gave it a 3. I, I didn't not enjoy this at all. It's just bad. Uh, talking about uh, extremely weird and extremely bad, uh, and I really don't know what to say about this movie because I tried to watch it twice and I could, I could just not do it. It's Ad Astra. Have you ever seen Ad Astra? With no. Brad Pitt. No, I didn't. Uh, but it was. It got really. It got tons of advertising when it was first coming out, so... It is extremely weird. I, I, I really 
think it's trying to be that Nolan movie that was the, the uh, t- t- like science fiction uh, Nolan movie. It's really, really trying to be that movie. Okay. But I don't rem- remember what it's called right now. Right. Uh, Nolan Ryan, the famous baseball player, made a movie. No. <laughs> Christopher Nolan. Right, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, the man of Interstellar. Interstellar. Uh, that is the movie I was thinking of. It's, there you it's go. It's really trying... Yeah. Uh, Ad Astra is trying to uh, vibe a little on the Interstellar vibes, and also it's trying to be the Martian, and it's trying to be a lot of things, and it does not fucking work. Like this movie falls apart, but I I I, I give it a huh? because <laughs> I, I I didn't like I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. So four point five. Okay. Uh, anything uh, else you saw? Oh, I saw a bunch of movies because, like I told you, I. I wanted to see things that I, people have talked about because I saw Hustlers this week. Remember Hustlers? The one movie where everybody good is women and they are stealing things and it's with J-Lo and it also has Cardi B in it. Remember this movie that we talked about it and we said it was going to be very, very bad? Look, remember that movie? Uh, no, I don't. But I do remember that article about Breaking Bad and how you can't have anti-heroes uh, that, because that's an old way of thinking, anti-hero. Oh, wait, is this movie about some anti-heroes? Oh, it's because they're women. Um, I'm sorry. Continue. I... Uh, again, I have problems talking about this movie because I I, I, I really want to spoil it. Uh, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! The ending is maybe the most troubling for me because the ending is like, oh, we are women, we're strong, we are super cool, we just have stolen a lot of money. And the police is the bad one that are taking us in because we are really Robin Hood that stole all this money from all the rich people that really wasn't that fucking rich in the first place. <laughs> That's the ending of this movie. Like, I, 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 the message of the story is just ludicrously bad. Huh, okay. So I, but the acting is, is good. It's good. Is it is it good? It's 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 possible. Okay. I I I, I gave it a four. Uh, I'm yeah. still hearing some rumors yeah. about it doing, uh, you know, getting some awards. So we'll see what happens. I know. I know. That's the reason why I watched it. Uh, do you have another one? No, I only saw one movie this week. Okay. Uh, I also have Mel Brooks Unwrapped. A documentary about Mel Brooks on Amazon. Uh, it's a 5.5 movie. I love Mel Brooks, so I was extremely disappointed. 
I don't recommend it to anybody. It just is there. But then I saw something very interesting. I saw uh, Never Surrender. It's a Galaxy Quest documentary. Do you like the movie Galaxy Quest? I don't. I don't remember. I think I saw it. Yeah, with Tim the Toolman Taylor. Oh, that no, I didn't like that. Yeah, and Alan Rickman. And I remember it. It was in the theater, I think, when I was. Uh... No. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, no, this was awful. I hated yeah. this. Okay, I really love that movie. Uh, but uh, yeah, I saw the documentary about that movie and uh, that I love. Uh, so I gave the documentary uh, seven. Yeah. Okay. That's all the movies I've seen this week. All right. Uh, so let's go watch a trailer for a movie that also came out this week, Bombshell. You have to adopt the mentality of an Irish street cop. The world is a bad place. People are lazy morons. Minorities are criminals. Sexist... Oh, I don't like her. Ask yourself what would scare my grandmother or piss off Is she just racist against Irish people? Story. Oh, it makes so much sense. Women are everywhere. We're letting them play golf. Is that what just happened in this film? I gotta read that manual again. <laughs> the attitude off camera was even worse. I like her, though. And you know I have this rule, right? I've told you about this rule. That you see every Nicole Kidman movie? Yep. There was blood coming out of her eyes, blood coming out of her wherever. Oh my god, did he just accuse me of anger menstruating? Wait, am I gonna be the story? No. No. I'm gonna be the story. No. Nobody stops watching because of a conflict. They stop watching when there isn't one. John Lithgow in the fat man makeup. Yeah, as uh, the one that we talk, saw the whole show about. Right, Vice. No, not Vice. That was that other movie with the fat guy makeup. Uh, the TV show we saw. I don't know. They're all mixing together in my head now. <laughs> yes. You know I this is the problem when everybody in like TV and film copy each other. Everything mixes Someone together. Has to speak up. Someone has to get mad. Fox News star Gretchen Carlson dropped a major bombshell today. What is she doing? This could kill Fox News. Oh, it was Janet from The Good Place right there. Did you see her? These are the end times. Yeah. You do understand I like her. you have to be above this, right? You know the entire okay. country is talking about your period right now. So you I like Charlize Theron, I like Nicole Kidman, I like Margaret Robbie. This is an island of safety and truth. There's a man! Ready to go to war? Oh yeah. Why does it look like a comedy though? <laughs> yeah, I really don't... Here, here's my problem with this movie. Okay. Is uh, it a comedy? No, it isn't. But we will talk about it after I've, I've asked you, hey Luke! What is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? This is a drama. Bombshell, a revealing look inside the most powerful and controversial media empire of all time and the explosive story of the women who brought down the infamous man who created it. Rupert Murdoch? No, I don't... the guy that saw the TV show about. Right. 
So, but Rupert Murdoch is the one who created it, bro. That was the joke. Oh. <laughs> Think about it. This is, description just said they brought down the man who created it, but th that guy didn't actually create it. He just was one of the guys who worked at it. But whatever. Uh, that Roger Ailes TV show called again. Uh, Roger anyway. Ailes and his fantastic group of horn players. <laughs> no? <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't remember. Look it up while I do the little thing here. Yeah. Uh, uh, 6 out of 10 on IMDb, 61% on Rotten Tomatoes, 64% uh, of Metacritic liked it, 58% uh, of Google users enjoyed this film. So the mm -hmm. Google user liking is lower than all of the ratings, which is actually quite abnormal. Yeah. The loudest voice, of course. Right. Totally memorable yes. show. Um, yes. Clearly. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we didn't like that show. Okay, <laughs> everybody yelling at the, at the podcast. We didn't really like it. I mean, oh, and we covered it on the show, and we did... Right, yes. exactly. Um, we don't remember it. That's saying something. Let's do some reviews of Bombshell. Why don't you, you want to start? Oh yeah, I, I was just going to say that uh, this is my biggest problem with this uh, is that uh, we we just we we saw the TV show of this movie. That's my biggest problem of this. Like we 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 literally saw the TV show of this, and it was a not a very good TV show. I'm 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 so uninterested in in this, but I. I I, I I kind of want to see it as well, especially when it gets a five out of five uh, of common sense media. Yeah, because common sense media is such a good reliable source of thing. Okay. But do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, no. The the one I I was to uh, uh, say that I don't like is Kate McKinnon. She's very very bad in movies. I don't like her. Okay. Anyway, let's go to IMDb. It was just 11 users have rated this. Okay. Don't waste your money is the uh, thing. Waste of money and time. I didn't enjoy the movie uh, that much, and it felt like it was on a hit piece, and I don't even like Fox News. Yawn. That was a one out of ten. Okay. Uh, another one out of ten. Ignore the fake upvotes and the toxic left who wants to censor everyone who disagrees with them. This film should have uh, been made after other uh, films about other sexual predators like Weinstein, Clinton, Epstein. Oh, yeah, but they are Democrats. And Hollywood's uh, physical are unable to make a movie where a bad guy is a Democrat. If you love the viewed, you will love this hate fest. <laughs> I saw a lot of that on the Facebook, which where I got mine. On the Facebook, a lot of people saying, uh, I can't wait for you guys to make that Matt Lauer movie about MS, <laughs> or MSNBC. It's going to be great. A lot of that. 
Uh, this lady liked it, though. Su Susan Lindsay Cohen says, saw the movie Monday night. It was super excellent. But Jan Scott says, wow, I'm going to have to beep this, I think. Jan, uh, just the bombshell title is sexist. The whole movie is fake. Uh, all these hot bombshells are, uh, we'll say bores, but it's not bores. Yes. Uh, yes. They are TV news bores. The f actor females are more... Moreover than ever, boars, it should all be pimps and boars. Mm -hmm. That's from Jan. Thanks, Jan. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Jan. Uh, Richard Pear says, totally pathetic movie, complete with characters who never existed. I'm not sure what that's in reference to, but apparently... <laughs> oh my god. Oh, you killed me. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, well, if I was laughing, I'm gonna go into what else came out this week. Uh, Jumanji. It's kind of a bed of fro laughing. Jumanji in the next yeah. level. Uh, when Ooh. Spencer goes back into the fantastical world of Jumanji, pals Martha, Fridge, and Bethany re-enter the game to bring him home, but the game is now broken and fighting back. Okay. 69% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, 7 out of 10 on IMDb. 92% uh, of Google users liked it, though. Uh, directed by Jake... Castan and it's got you know the rock in it you know Dwayne mm -hmm. and Kevin Hart mm -hmm. isn't he wasn't he kind of a wrestler or something I heard, I heard some rumors it's some, about that oh it's got Jack Black and Danny DeVito in it also so. yeah Black Christmas coming out to raving reviews <laughs> three, <laughs> 3 out of 10 no, 3.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 39% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, 2 out of 5 on Empire, and just 42% of Google users like this movie. I don't have high hopes for it, look. Uh, Hightown College is quitting uh, down for holidays as students travel uh, home to spend the time with their family. But Riley and her sorority sisters prepare uh, to deck the halls with seasonal pa parties uh, at the campus. Uh, a cloaked uh, figure starts to leave bloody trail through the campus. Refusing to become helpless victim, Riley and her friends decide to band together and fight against the psychotic Christmas killer. That sounds exciting. This has, yeah, this has absolutely nobody I've heard of in. Oh, Corey Elves in this is in this movie. Look, Corey oh, Elves. Right. Wow. Because he was so popular. Well, he's in... known for horror movies now because of Saw. So he's in horror movies now. Right. Yeah. Uh, also with Agent Boots. Okay. Brittany O'Grade and Scallop 
Eberhardt. Never heard of any of them. All right, the other thing that came out was Richard Jewell by Clint Eastwood. A lot of talk about this online that I saw. Uh, during the 96 Olympics in Atlanta, security guard Richard Jewell discovers a su suspicious backpack under a bench. With little time to spare, he helps to evacuate the area until the device inside the bag explodes. Hailed as a hero who saved live lives, Jewell's own life starts to unravel when the FBI names him the, sus the prime suspect in the bombing. Uh, mm. 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. 69% on Metacritic, 87% like this film. A lot of good scores there. Starring Olivia Wilde, Kathy Bates, mm -hmm. uh, Sam Rockwell, John Hamm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's got a lot of good actors, and it's got a good, well, it's got a really big name director. I don't know. Some of the stuff he's done recently is questionable as whether it's good or not. Um, Really? You you don't like his last movies? I really loved his last movies. I really hated the one, starting with the one with about the guy who's trying to defend his house against all the punks in the neighborhood. All these punks, get movie. off my lawn! I was like, wow, okay, boomer. That's what I thought back when that was made in like 2008. <laughs> Before right. okay, boomer was even a thing. Um, Gran Torino. Gran Torino, right, exactly. Yeah. You're more than welcome. Yeah, but like the mule, I love the mule. You haven't seen the mule, have you? Jeez, I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. Uh, the one where he uh, is a drug. Oh, no, I didn't. I remember you yeah. talking about that, though. Yeah. I, I really like that movie, yeah. But then again, I really like Grand Trino as well. Million Dollar Baby is also one of my favorites. I didn't like that movie either. Yeah, yeah. I think if I think that's one where people go back and watch it and they realize it, it's not actually as good as you, they thought it was at the time. But I don't know. That's what I think of it. But yeah, no, this, this, this is kind of weird as well because it's produced by the, uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. I saw. So. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's do the movie bet. Uh, start with yeah, but Richard. Which, oh, which which movie would you say? Oh yeah, that. Uh, geez. Um, which movie do I want to see the most? I mean, I know Richard Jewell is probably going to get some award show buzz, so right. th yeah. I want to see that for that reason. As far as entertainment yeah. value and something to really talk about, probably Bombshell would be it. But for me, yeah. I'm probably go Jumanji. <laughs> Yeah, I think I actually agree with you. I really liked the first one. Uh, I mean, of well, the second one, uh, whatever. The first uh, remake. It would just whatever. be far more entertaining and fun than the other two, is the thing. The other two seem yeah. like uh, a lot of politics and shit. If I just wanted to have a fun time at a movie, I'd go see Jumanji. I, I I would see every movie but Black Christmas. That's the answer. right. Exactly. Yeah, that's the funny part. <laughs> yeah. Okay, movie bet. Movie bet. Richard Jewell, uh, opening weekend made four point six million. Mm -hmm. uh, Black Christmas. 
uh, opening weekend did 4.2 million. Actually, didn't too, do too bad. I didn't think it would do anything. Uh, Jumanji yeah. did opening weekend 59.2 million. So that did pretty amazing. And Bombshell, actually, we don't have it. It didn't open in wi wide theaters yet. It opened in right. limited theaters this weekend, so we won't have that till next week. So I'm going to do the wide release next week, not this week, for for that. Right. Because it only opened in four theaters uh, and made $317,000. So. Right, so, so we're not going to count that. No, we'll count the next week's total. when it actually, It's going to open in all theaters next week. So. Yeah, so... As you see on the list, Uncut Gems hasn't uh, come out yet, so I saw a DVD screen of it. Well, it, just because it didn't come out in America doesn't mean it didn't come out somewhere else. So. Right. But I saw a, an Oscar DVD screen Oh, right. Those, it. Yeah, those get out. So it's, yeah. This is definitely the time of year for that to happen. Uh, right. I saw some people ah, on ah, the ah. Facebook for Bombshell uh, yeah. from like weeks ago saying... Why are people talking about Oscar buzz? How can they have? How can there be Oscar buzz when the movie's not even out yet? And I'm just thinking, you don't understand right. how this works, do you? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I think, I think Uncut Gems will surprise people. I think you will be super surprised. I, I think it's uh, definitely the best Adam Sandler since uh, Punch Drunk Love. Okay. Yeah. All right, audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Go get a free trial of Audible for 30 days and get a free book. Cancel any time, keep your free book, or just keep Audible and uh, listen to audiobooks if that's what you're into. And hopefully you are mm -hmm. because you're listening to us. Uh, also, go check out Pod All the Time Network on Twitter and uh, help out some of the podcasts on there. Mm -hmm. Do you know that I do two other podcasts? I did. If know you that. don't get, yeah. If you don't get enough fro, I mean, if you want a little more fro, more fro, more fro, is that the thing? More fro. Um, yeah, you can go to uh, Sharks Pond. Uh, it's a South Park episode, uh, podcast where we talk about the last episode of the season. But guess what? On Saturday, me and Bill will record a very special, and I am going to predict a very fucking long episode of, of Sharks Bond, where we actually review every fucking season of South Park, from best to worst. Cool. Mm -hmm. And... You can also uh, listen to that wrestling show where we talk about wrestling, especially this TLC pay-per-view that was this weekend. That wasn't that half bad. Right. I heard a lot of people complaining about uh, the last match, but from what no. I understand, and I oh, even I pointed it out at the time, uh, I was like, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was a shoot when we were watching it. Yeah. And everybody was like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she's just selling really well. But it was clear, uh, what's her name, got really hurt. Uh, right. The little tiny one, whatever her name is. Yeah. I read 
always forget what her name is as well. Um. <laughs> Sailor, Sailor uh, Neil. That's her name. No, it's not Sailor. Um. Oh. Whatever. Not important. Yeah. Her name. But yeah, no, it was a decent PPV. Yeah, totally okay. I didn't didn't I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was actually, to be honest. Yep. Brian Danielson returned pretty okay. Uh I think right before that match is when I actually came into the pay per view, so that I only saw the ah. second half of it, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so there has been a little, like, preview of uh, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. It's not getting good reviews. Really? Okay. Uh, Just the preview, or or what? Sorry? The preview is not getting good feedback, or the movie? The movie. Okay. Yeah, no. It, people are saying it's the worst of the three, actually. Okay. And that it, it feels really disconnected to everybody, and that the last half is very fan service that doesn't really work. So, mm. it will be interesting when I totally steal it from the internet because I'm never ever ever going to watch it in the movies. Uh, so, yeah, Jeremy Round, uh, reminder again, Thursday show next week, if you're actually listening, Thursday show next week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thursday. Last Thursday. week, I uploaded, uh, the show, Fro, and I accidentally did not put Tron Tells the Truth in there. Uh, oh my so it was gosh. up for about an hour and a half before I noticed that Tron Tells the Truth was missing, so I did a... I replaced the file, so it's there now. But anybody who didn't get that, that's what happened. It's up there now if you actually want to go back to last week's show and listen to Tron Tells the Truth. The only person that mentioned it to me was Jeremy. This is the Jeremy round. Thought I'd mention it here. <laughs> Jeremy's like, where's Tron? <laughs> right. Where is Tron? Yeah. He's like, did you miss it? What happened there? Right. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you for listening and being our editor. Maybe we should hire him for zero dollars and zero cents. Right, that's a great idea. Yeah. Do you want a job, Jeremy? It's yours if you want to. It's really, really, have... really good job. Uh, for no yeah. pay. <laughs> Absolutely no pay. You, you, uh, you can, well, you can edit it, uh, the show in a very weird way. That's your price. Like, if he really wants to, he can edit things out and... And, and make us say things, things like that. that we didn't actually say. I don't think we're going to be doing that anytime soon, but sure. <laughs> that would be very fun to, 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 hear, to hear somebody else, like, totally edit our show... In a, in in a different way. Yeah. It sounds, yeah. I want that. Somebody but, do that. Yeah. And put, yeah. put it on YouTube or put it or send me a file at another digital citizen at gmail.com or send it to me on Facebook or Twitter or something. 
YouTube, if you load it up onto YouTube, that's probably the best way for us to get it, because then we can both access it really easy. Yeah, I would love to see that. Yeah, so I uh, um, I've uh, also heard that uh, Home, Home Alone is going to get a reboot. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because of Apple, <laughs> Apple yeah. Plus. That's the only reason they're doing yep. it, right? Uh, so uh, yeah, I saw a bunch of people posting. Oh, I'm watching Home Alone. Watching Home Alone now. Watching Home Alone because they're. Oh. I want to get ready for the new thing. It, it's clearly going to be an awful movie, but sure, whatever. I I really like the second one. It's like it. We, we we need to have a, a list sometimes over the best sequels to uh, to TV or or uh, film series because I, I I actually really love uh, the one where he goes to New York. That uh, <laughs> I I know I'm in the minority of this, but I really really like that better than the original. <laughs> That is clearly uh, equivocally wrong, but sure, you're welcome to your opinion. Um, we have this discussion before. Uh, the Congress, Did you see this? or somebody, okay. it was either, the, yeah, I believe it was the Congress, uh, they approved mm -hmm. Trump for like millions and millions of dollars in uh, military spending. Do you see this? Yes. You know, the one, the guy they're trying to impeach, they just gave him a ton of money yeah. for military spending. Uh, you know, they gave him, they, they basically gave him weapons, the guy who they think is working with Russia, for all, by the way. But included in that is our favorite thing that we talk about sometimes, funding for the Space Force in that military mm -hmm. spending, Fro. So we're going to get our Space Force. Yeah. So, Luke... We usually don't watch teasers or anything for things, uh, but look in your private uh, Skype. Oh, okay, I got it. Have go. you seen? Have you seen this teaser of the Quiet Place? Two. Uh, no. It's just like it's just like fifty seconds long. Yeah, uh, let me get it so that it doesn't just auto start. And blow everybody's yep. ears out. Yeah, one second. Sorry, I, w <laughs> Sorry, I so, wasn't ready for uh, that. While I'm doing this, uh, no. why don't you talk about Bernie and the Young Turks thing with Cenk Uger? Oh, I didn't see it. Uh, you sent me a video about it from the one from uh, Leather uh, Tiga. <gasps> oh, oh, Leather's. <laughs> right, so apparently Bernie Sanders pulled. <laughs> Uh, Bernie Sanders pulled an endorsement from Cenk Uger, yeah. who is a guy who's yeah. running for some seat in California, who's also the yeah. head of the Young Turks. And everybody was making a huge deal out of the, this thing that uh, he had pulled the endorsement. But it turns out that Cenk Uger went to him and told him to pull the endorsement. So everybody was making, oh my gosh, Bernie is pulling an endorsement from this guy who's this huge sexist. But the guy is went to him and told him to pull it, and all the things they're saying about him are from like twenty years ago. And then just this week, or just like between Monday and the show, uh, the New York Times had to retract an article where they said that he that Jenk Uger uh, supported uh, what's his name, the David Duke, 
the Ku Klux Klan oh. guy. So they said that in the New York Times, and then uh, a couple days later, the New York Times had to retract that he supported David Duke. Again, something we talked about in the past is just because you see it in the newspaper doesn't mean it can't be retracted. Uh, that's why we always double check things. Because I looked it up at the time to try to find like double sources and things for this whole story. We would have covered it on the news this week. But it's so, all those sources are so iffy. All right, let's get into this trailer, bro. I think I got a good volume on it. I really want to interview that tea drinking guy one day, but he would never have balls to come on this show. I bet he would, actually. Really? No. I don't know. We could try. We'll try. He's he's so full of himself. He, he is very full of himself, but that's show. also why I think he might be on, because of his hubris. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 I instantly hate him. <laughs> so it would be fun to have having him on and suddenly I, we fall in love and we marry yeah anyway uh, so A Quiet Place uh, was a very 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 good movie I really 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 don't want to see a sequel to this me either but it's it's coming so let's see The Quiet Place uh, 2 teaser because that sure is the thing. Okay. In three, two, one, play. I'm I'm going to spoil this. This is all we see. <laughs> Them walking. Yeah, this is great content for a podcast, by the way, Fro. I know. <laughs> the, I know. The, the Quiet Place but, trailer, by the way, not not great. Wow, she's really grown up. I, the little girl. She looks like yeah, an old and, old lady. And who's that guy behind her? Is that the quiet? So, it's called... You know what happened? Quiet... To... Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. No, he, he, she gave birth in the last movie, so is that the kid? What? Behind? I think the kid is in the basket. So, who's the guy then? Oh, isn't that the boy? Oh, he's... That... Oh, I, I. Why did I think the, the boy died in the first movie? No, it's the dad. Spoiler yeah, I know that for a oh, movie that came out what a yeah. year, more than a year ago. But yeah, the only thing that's good is about this that it's going to be directed by John Krasinski himself. So I have hopes for that. But it's called the Quiet Place, the Path. Huh. That sounds familiar, like a TV show we watched. Mm-hmm. Wait, is That's that what it's called? I think it's called... Yeah. I think it says Parth. Do you think it says Parth? It says, right behind, the at the very end of the trailer, it says Parth. Oh, I saw it as Path. Parth. What does Parth mean? What is Parth? Yeah, what is Parth? Well, I mean, when I look it up, it's just the name of a Indian television actor. So, so it, it must be Path. Uh, I'm looking at it right now, Fro. If you go to 27 seconds in the trailer, A Quiet yeah. Place, P-A-R-T-H. Uh, yeah, you're 100% correct. Uh, meaning of Parth. Parth is, an Indian, is of Indian origin. 
Uh, variations yeah. like Partha and Partho, which mean the same. Parth was the name of a hero in Indian in the Indian epic Mahabharata. Uh, the literal meaning is the person who never misses his target. There you go. Mm. Because I I le uh, read it as path. That is so funny. Dyslexia. Dyslexia. Da, 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 da. Well, Dyslexia. and it's right. It's like behind the other words, so it is yeah. a little weird to look at. If you're just looking at it right away, I can totally see how you'd mistake. But I also I also thought it because they're working on the path. Oh right, the, sure. In, in the, the trailer, right. That makes right. sense. So you so connected the like, image with the word. Yeah. Right. Yes. I made two dots that wasn't there. Uh, let's see. I guess the last thing to talk about before we wrap it up is the impeachment thing is happening right now, like we said. We'll cover that next week. Um, What's the vote? Are they done? They're voting at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is in an hour. Oh no, it's seeing. Ah. Oh, okay, it looks like they've moved it back, so it could be two hours. Ah. So we'll know in a couple hours. So it'll already have happened by the time you listen to this, listeners. Uh, anything else, Phil? No, not really. All right, let's wrap it up. That was episode two nineteen. Next one is two twenty. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye, citizen. Right, 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 right. Not the outro song quite yet, uh, look. We are idiots. Uh, what? We're idiots? I'm not surprised. Yes. Do yes. you know, uh, uh, you remember when we, five seconds ago, uh, told you that uh, uh, it's called A Quiet Place uh, Park? You know that two seconds ago? Yeah, right? I remember reading that in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we are idiots. It's part two. Uh, uh, oh. Oh. We're dumb. Okay. Yes. So if you listen to this, you're a super fan. We love you. You listen to the 20 minutes of the, uh, 20 seconds of the outro and you discovered this bonus material. We, we, we love you. Uh, we, we're stupid. Sorry.